radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number here. That's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Off-grid Angie. Steve Classic. And tonight we have many different things to talk about. Captain um, Kickass is usually the host on Sundays, but I took over for him because he is alive and well, but sick. Yesterday, <laughs> he, d- he does not have the cerveza sickness. Yeah, I don't think so. No. He said it's he's better than when he had that before, so he, he assumes it's not it. But I guess as right. Richie Rich pointed out, maybe his immune system is better, but in likelihood, it's probably just the flu. It's flu season, right? Well, I mean, he could probably cure with a little bit of Jameson. Which he might have. Uh, <laughs> Start trying. He's probably over at the Moose Lodge uh, curing his. Happy uh, New Year, Captain. <laughs> and it is, yeah, New Year. So. And, it, and it's once in a hundred years that the captain would be go- doing the star date tonight. Mm-hmm. So I, I asked him, I said, can you call in? He goes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he said he had blood, his, blood in his loogies. Yeah, his, uh, he's a little FCC, you know, so, he, so he's not going to call in. But he said that I could do the star date as he usually does. So it's. All right. Captain's log, star date one two three one two three. Nice. I'm a little confused. Oh, okay. Twelve thirty one twenty three. Okay, right. I get it. All right. Yep. I had to think about it. I don't know why I thought it was like. So Captain's gonna have to wait another hundred years. That's a once in your lifetime. Yep. Dang, he was sick for it. He could have life extension technologies. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yesterday I said that he died on there, and I'm sorry. That was like a little too mean of a joke. I felt bad as soon as I said it. Um, Captain is alive. He's just sick. So I'm taking over for him tonight. And Happy New Year's to you, listeners. Let's talk about the end of the world. It's Again? the end of the year. <laughs> the end of the world, end of the year. Yeah, the end of the world, and the year, same thing. Um, I have this story from The Sun, and it says, AI love you. How the dangerous rise of the perfect AI girlfriend is ruining entire generations of men and making singles more lonely. I I keep hearing this term, actually, not just from this article, because this article is from the 23rd of this month. But months ago, I started hearing people saying, oh, AI girlfriends are ruining an entire generation of men Mm -hmm. just like that. And uh, it seems a little uh, overstated to me. Like, an entire generation of men don't want actual girlfriends. I don't believe that. Uh, Well, I don't know. uh, Some would argue that porn, the uh, accessibility to porn has already ruined an entire, probably more than one generation of men. And I think that, like, like most men in college age, at least when Jay Noon was talking about this a couple years ago, watched porn. Like, not just... Most as in 60%, but like 90 plus percent watched porn. Right. Because they were looking for, uh, Jay, Jay Noon is our host on Thursdays, and he said that they, them and those, were looking for a, <laughs> um, a group of people to do a study on about the effects of porn on men, college aged, and they couldn't find a control group. They just <laughs> didn't <laughs> have enough people. That sounds about right. It's crazy. But I think a lot a lot of that is I mean, you could you can go back to like the CIA rolling out caffeine in, in beverages, right? Oh, they did that? Wow. <clears throat> I think so. Mm-hmm. But but I think a lot of this is probably depopulation agenda. You know, a like, hey, why have you know, why have a woman around the house? You know? Like why have kids? Why get married? It's save you a lot of money. You're gonna you know, you'll own nothing, you'll be happy in your two hundred and fifty square foot 
uh, you know, pod in your 15 minute city. And the other thing I think is just unhappiness. Um, what did you call it? Depopulation program or Depop- depopulation, depopulation agenda? Yeah. It's also like unhappiness agenda. Right. I think that they think, oh, we can sell you this and you'll be happy from it. And most people nowadays are so like not really raised and stuff like that. At least a lot of people that they don't, um, they don't, I don't know. They don't know what actual love is about and instead are just being weird with their porn. Being isolated. Being isolated. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I think we're on this planet for the purpose of like relating, right? Like building community and relating to each other and and being connected and the uh, whether it's the porn or the AI, it, it's at the heart of breaking that down, right? Interfering right. with any kind of healthy relating. And that's a huge thing that I thought was part of the program or the agenda during COVID-19 was absolutely separating people. Right. And that is weird and terrible. I have still not verified this because I seem to always think of it at a time when I cannot jump on my computer and try to verify it but um but i heard in a podcast i think i was listening to um that the human biofield extends six feet from your body Hmm. so now don't quote me on that because i haven't verified it but um and they so they were kind of like hmm six foot rule coincidence Hmm. i think not so like an energetic field right right i mean that's Hmm. what we you know, that is how we connect and relate. Right. Your orb goes out six feet. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you can't get within, Yeah. So now the distance creates, I don't know, conflict yeah. or, you know. Uh, we have vision. Isolation. We can see each other. We use words. But you really are sending energy out and receiving it back. Yeah. And so I think that um, a big part of the whole um, last three years was just to prevent that because that's what to literally put people at a distance from each yes other. yeah to prevent us from being connected hmm. i believe the same thing and i totally believe that that makes people unhealthy and unhappy absolutely but it looks like we have a caller so let's connect with this caller unscreened caller what's on your mind oh looks like they hung up did they hang up Aww. sometimes i think people think it's the call in line so oh. i don't take it personally well he didn't want to connect with me that ai technology <laughs> yeah that's right but you know like this he's this, gonna jump on uh, and i know you, you've just you've just scratched the surface on this article but i think these things like an ai if if you if you look at it from a perspective of okay an ai girlfriend i mean you're basically talking to something that's collecting your data right. if you talk to your girlfriend or your wife uh you know, there are certain confidential things that you don't tell anybody else mm. that you would mm-hmm. say to that person. And if you're talking to a robot and you're telling them sensitive information, well, who's got access to that sensitive information? Like, should right. I buy this stock? I, I just got a tip from my friend who's a stockbroker. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, sounds like you're getting tips from a stockbroker. Right. And, uh, you know, now we're going to investigate this guy. Yeah. So <laughs> all of this stuff is working in the background. <laughs> Right. And if somebody is smart enough to know about that, to know not to say sensitive information to their AI girlfriend, <laughs> but sincerely just have an AI girlfriend and are not interested in actual women, then they're going to be even more sad and lonely and depressed. They yeah. don't even have anyone to talk to about stuff like right. that. Yeah. Something that is trained to stroke your ego and tell you everything you want to hear is going to be um, fun for a while. But 
thy predict that the people using and relying on this technology will be on an AI pills. psychiatrist <laughs> will be on pills basically right. further massive yeah. clinical depression that they'll have from not connecting to anything real or mm-hmm. yeah um, my friend my um, sister's boyfriend was telling me about people he knew that did drugs in high school and he said basically when you do Percocet or something in high school you're chasing that high for the rest of your life and can never fix uh, get it again and it's like maybe maybe just one thing of Percocet is kind of um, like over exaggerated but something like heroin and and then the rest of your life you're like I, I want to feel like that again you can never just feel like that ever again the first time you did heroin in high school and those mm-hmm. people are all like messed up that he knows right. trying to trying to chase that you're first trying high. to measure everything against a bar that is Really just a bar that should never have been there. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Um, I kind of feel like that could be that's this sort of thing with an AI girlfriend. Like she's perfect. And there's no AI boyfriend. Yeah, I, I do wonder that, too. <laughs> Are there AI boyfriends? Women have AI girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday on the show, we talked about a moving company that was Meathead Movers. Right. Oh, we heard that. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yep. And I thought that was so silly. And I wondered. I hired Meathead Movers. Really? When I uh, I was moving from Santa Barbara to San Diego uh, years ago, and I did. They were, I don't know, I just had heard of of them for years. Wow. I was like, I'm going to call the Meathead guys. I bet they have really good advertising because it's (laughs) just funny and like makes you talk about it. I talked about it the next day with Ian, like, oh, did you hear about this thing? Meathead Movers. Yeah, it's just so funny. Yeah. So they do have good advertising because when I needed to hire a moving company that was yeah. the first thing in my right. head that makes sense yep. i i wondered though is there some kind of like there wouldn't be like hot women movers but there wouldn't be because how many women are <laughs> going to want to go do that job <laughs> if you're um oh boy Ho- like maybe hooters, i should hooters say movers. this <laughs> I, I was gonna say if you're if you're a woman capable of doing that job like full time it'd be really niche. are you still a hot yeah like, it would be really niche for a guy to be like oh she's hot in a female bodybuilder way maybe yeah. uh, there's actually know. definitely a growing thing that I've seen at least online of men being like oh muscle mommies I like muscle, muscle mommies you're kidding and that's what they call it that is funny like yeah. Hillary Duff worked out really hard she was um, on Disney Channel in like the early 2000s mm-hmm. yep. and um, now she's not even an actress or anything I'm pretty sure like she's retired from that but she like new pictures came out of her recently like all buff and like she'd been working out a lot and people are like oh the muscular yeah, not, yeah. not yeah. disgustingly she was like yeah. not too much but um, not like a like Mrs. Actual- Arnold Schwarzenegger she doesn't look like that. No, like she doesn't. Female version of Arnold. She doesn't. She just looks like she works out a lot, but not like too much. Yeah. Like a woman that gained muscle. Yeah. Um. And there's definitely like, a, that would just be more niche. But she's beyond toned. She's yeah. jacked. Yeah. And um, people are into that. A lot of uh, really? guys, even like scrawny guys are into it. And they say stuff like, oh, I oh. want her to put me in a headlock. Literally. Wow. Well, scrawny guys into that. Now we're going into Soy the boys. kind of gender role reversal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Territory. Uh-huh. It looks like we have the same yeah. caller on the line. I don't know if he meant to hang up. But I'm going to try one more time. Unscreened caller. Are you there? Bonnie. Yeah. This is Happy Bonnie. New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. Bonnie, there's no audio. Oh, where? I can. I got video on Odyssey and on YouTube, but there's no audio. Well, you probably don't want to hear us anyway. 
kind of weird. It's free yeah, watch, free watch live. I'll text somebody during the break. I think it's good, but thank you so much, Robert. Sometimes things just need to be like reset. Like sometimes people think that there's no audio, and then it turns out like I I don't know. It could. I, it doesn't. It's, everything seems to be working here. So it's working in my headphones. Yeah. Anyway, if you can hear us, call us. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't the hear us, the call us. Services maybe. Tell your AI girlfriend you need to take a break and call us. Thank you for the call, anonymous caller. <laughs> I didn't ask his name. But yes, the number to call if you would like to get in on the conversation with us or change the subject, whatever you want, is 603-283-6160. In this article from The Sun, it starts off saying, Virtual girlfriends fueled by AI are making single men lonelier than ever and could pose significant risks to real human relationships. And it has like a perfect... Is she Latina? Is she Middle Eastern? Um, picture, fake picture of a woman um, with kind of messed up fingers. They're not that bad. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes AI will put six <laughs> fingers on a person. You ever see AI yeah, generated but, pictures? Or just like a ball of hand. Like it's so messed up looking. <laughs> they get everything right except the hand is like they can't figure it out. Huh? Yeah, I don't know why that is. <laughs> is she muscular? No. <laughs> I don't think I've looked at it. I can't see I the I haven't picture. looked at very much AI. Well, <sighs> that i know of right oh i've been watching youtube videos my favorite youtubers are sam and colby they're ghost adventurers or you know they're ghost hunters mm-hmm. i don't know why i said ghost adventurers that's a different <laughs> it's probably an adventure title. for them and um they use a lot of like their b-roll they'll be like so the story of this haunted house is sally was killed and they'll have a picture of a girl and i'm like that's ai and i can tell because me and ian my husband um, who started the show, for the listeners that don't know, we got a mid-journey account, and I would make AI all the time when it first came uh-huh. out because it was just so, I can't believe it can do this. And now, since it's been like over a year, I feel like I completely forgot that that's crazy, that you can just type in 1950s picnic cat-eye sunglasses, and it makes exactly what you're thinking of. What is this an mm. app? Midjourney, it's not quite an app. Um, I don't it's really a know. Website? I haven't it's, done any AI anything. Me either. It's some kind of a program. I don't know exactly what you would call it. That's um, on Discord, so it's like a chat server rigged to you're talking to the AI, and you tell it what you want, and it generates art. So I guess if you're if you're the guy, like you have an AI girlfriend, like oh, I want her to you know have blonde hair or whatever, mm-hmm. you could customize make it, customize your own chatbot yeah their their apps are probably connected to something like this where they can connect they can um customize them themselves right and you you could tell your ai girlfriend well you know i didn't pay my taxes last year can you keep that a secret yes i can keep that a secret (laughs) (laughs) and there's the irs like tap it in all right let's go get them (laughs) or one of our new eighty-two thousand agents will come and get you it's ridiculous anyway bonnie continues Yes, it says, if I can get control of my mouse really fast, it says, men can tailor their personal bots. So you're right. Adjusting everything from hair color to her proportions to make them perfect. Muscular. Muscular. (laughs) (laughs) Muscular mama. I'm glad you guys also think it's weird. Because I kind of do think it's weird. Um... It says AI girlfriends are increasingly getting better at mimicking real human behavior and interactions. (laughs) As they continue clean to... up your room. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do girlfriends do, do that? Okay, yeah, probably. 
It says, as they continue to capture the minds of single men. But I just, I don't really believe it. I think people want to write these articles because it's so right. shocking. Right. I don't AI know anyone. AI probably wrote the article. That's yeah. true. <laughs> it could exactly. Be AI, like, you'll, you'll love our girlfriends. That's so true. <laughs> we wrote this article. But it's just like, I think anybody with half a brain would know this will make me lonely and not really work. Right? Yeah. I mean, it really fits in with the... The 15 minute city, you know, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Yeah. And I think there's a huge proportion of people or a huge portion of people that want that. But I still think not the majority. When you hear about it, Mm -hmm. everyone always immediately is like, I don't want to live in a 15 minute city, Mm. blah, blah, blah. But these guys, they probably have huge student loans and they can't afford to take a girl out Mm because they're they're broke. I don't know. They live in their parents' basement. So I'm just I'm just speculating here. Yeah, that is a good point. Um, I just feel like people, they are less and less wanting to just work on themselves and more. They want everything handed to them. I, I, I feel that way. Well, I think that I'm, I'm sure that there is a, a group of people like that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on, I mean, how you're raised and how you're wired and how you're, you know, or I mean, it's not even how you're wired. Like, I used to say that all the time, and now I just think it's how you're programmed. Hmm. It's how right, you're programmed. Everyone's wired the same, but you're and programmed. And so some people are going to be programmed to just like want to sit back and have their ego stroked, yeah. you know, whereas like somebody else games. is going to be like, something feels off about this. I also think that's your, um, like your connectedness to your own intuition, too. Hmm. Um, and some people don't have that. That's right. Like at all. Exactly. Well, or they have it, but it's been switched off. Yeah, it's they just been ignored it. programmed out of them for a period of time and they have to figure out how to get it back. I agree. And um, I think that I think that every time I see a guy who just watches or plays video games all day, I, I always wonder, like, what's going on in their head? Like, how come they don't think like, oh, Life could be better than sitting here playing video games. Like, well, isn't video gaming like a bit of an addiction? Kind of like checking your phone and all these other electronic things that we do. Well, that's yeah, that's an example. But I think that like with electronics, um, there's it's so much more vast. Like the the, yeah, what's what's the next post? What's the next? Notification notifications yeah. yeah and you can use you know visual color screens move you know there's i mean there's so many layers of what they can build in to create the addiction you yeah. know from the simple like um i'm on instagram trying to get dopamine hits you know like how many people have looked at my stuff and right. yeah you know to like, like the actual someone that's gaming that's like like getting hit with like the graphics and the lights and the colors and the frequency coming off the device and there it is harder to get points in real life like getting a girlfriend you get this many (laughs) points or (laughs) making money at a job than it is to do it on a phone and i feel like it scratches the same itch to some people because i just i can't wrap my head around why some people are so addicted to um video games like my high school boyfriend was like that and i was like never again like i would never date anybody else who was like addicted to video games but right. and I know I'm being a little judgmental, like unless you have a booming career in video game um, focus group trial assessment creation, uh, it's basically a giant waste of time. And you're probably not going to be the next PewDiePie. Hmm. Well, also if you're you're looking at you know these these shoot 'em up games, mm-hmm. you know whatever they <clears throat> or you know Mortal Kombat. I don't even know what. Yeah, what that's a, one. What a yeah. game can be, you know. I think that they are trained, like the military is training 
new soldiers to run robots mm-hmm. by a video game. You just yeah. drop a drop a robot in the middle of nowhere. And now you're looking at the robot on the screen and you're just playing a video game. Yep. And the robot's out there killing people. Yeah, they're called drones, right? Yeah. Tro- like, yeah, you know, that these, already happens. Yeah, these Boston Dynamic robots and these dogs, mm-hmm. you know, the, the robot oh, dogs. That's right, the dogs. Yeah. Magnets. That's what I say. A big giant bag of really strong magnets and you drop it oh, on the dogs. Oh, really? <gasps> That'll do it? I think it'll do it. It messes up oh. most electronics. You have to be a really strong <laughs> magnet, but yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. All right. But I I hope that would work. I can't think of anything else. They probably are going to be like bulletproof. Yeah. But the police dogs. But the AI girlfriends are just on a screen. It says AI girlfriends are increasingly getting better at mimicking human behavior and interactions as they continue to capture the minds of single men. Speaking to The Sun, data science professor Liberty Vidurette said what a these. Name. Yeah. Vidurette or something said these virtual girlfriends are blurring the lines between real and virtual companionship. AI girlfriends are becoming more like physical beings. They're almost indiscernible from a real human, <laughs> she said. Hey, I can just you, don't hey, it. Can you, I, I need $20 to go to Starbucks. Can you uh, send it to me by Venmo? Right. You know, the, the, the AI, AI girlfriend? Like, hey, all right. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and then, you know, the AI girlfriend comes back. Oh, that coffee was delicious that you bought for me. Right. I need I need I need another hundred dollars. Oh my god! <laughs> they'll just keep robbing you because somebody somebody owns that AI technically, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's not uh, AI is not just generating itself. Well, it must be a company out of that, the, that does. I have no idea. Right. I mean, is it a yeah. a company or a website or something that has this, or is it just AI in general? I I think I no that um, they're going to the get says. into <laughs> like an actual a specific app because it talks about Megan Taylor, their personal bots. I have to get the app. But, um, right. oh, here it is. <laughs> Let's read the Physical AI bots. Oh, no, right. I thought that was the name. It says physical AI robots that can satisfy humans emotionally and sexually will become a stark reality in less than 10 years. And what? I just, I, I don't know. I don't believe it. Like, how many people actually have blow-up dolls? A lot. Six, a lot. Okay, dang it. I don't know. <laughs> 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Don't go anywhere. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org. And we're back. 
Drive is back. It's the call-in talk radio show that you can control. You can call in at 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Off-Grid Angie. And Steve Classic. And we already have a caller, so I'm going to go straight to the phones. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? First of all, I would like to say to every host and hostess who has participated all during 2023 on this program, I thank you kindly for always upholding my opportunity to call, to express my opinions, to air my grievances and my frustrations, to share personal information, and for always being so democratic and supportive of my right to express myself on the radio. I thank every host and hostess. Thank you so much, Gigi. We appreciate you for calling. Our callers are definitely an important part of the show. And to all the listeners, pardon me, who enjoy the program's format as I do, whether they're listening right now or they'll hear it later, I want everybody, even David in New Mexico, (laughs) (laughs) to only have good health and for their children as well. And a special hug to my secret love, the captain. Hopefully your hug helps him get back um, to being well because he's sick. And I'll tell him that. He needs someone to make him homemade chicken soup, bring him hot tea with a little something delicious in it. Jameson, I think. (laughs) That'll help him. So happy and healthy New Year, and thank you for always letting me have my say. Thank you so much, Gigi. We really do appreciate your calls. It really does make the show so much better for people to call in. Like, Ian sometimes gets sad when there's not a lot of calls, I think. Well, maybe he wouldn't want me saying that because he's a man. (laughs) But um, he's like, what's the point? If no one wants to call in, if no one wants to use freedom of speech, then what's the point? Um, And... I'm happy that for the people that do call in a lot. Right, it's a conversation. It's 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 two way. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So thank you so much for your calls, Gigi. Seriously, you really do uh, brighten That's up right. our days. That's thank you so right. Much. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Um. So in the last segment, we were talking about. Well, first, I did want to ask: Does Jameson really help people get better? Because you've mentioned it a couple I, times now. I don't know. I wouldn't think uh, so. No. No. Okay. Is an alcohol like it's an immune just bad for you? Oh, okay. That yeah, makes sense. Our medical correspondent, off grid angel. <laughs> Is it really a neurotoxin? I'm always saying alcohol is a neurotoxin because I heard it once. Yeah, it kills brain cells. Yeah. Makes yes. sense. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I feel like that's the best decision I've ever made in my life. I stopped mm-hmm. drinking, not this New Year's Eve. Well, actually, it was New Year's Day. Not, not the New Year's Day that just happened, but the one before it. Okay, so like two years ago. 22. Tomorrow. Yeah, New Year's Day 22. 2022. Yeah. Yep. And Ian and me just both stopped. And the only other time I've drank since then where my parents were like, please, Bonnie, just try it. My parents really? peer pressured me to try a like, sip wait, wait. of their that's champagne. Not, that's not peer pressure. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, that's I guess parental it's not. Pressure. parental pressure. Yeah. That's I, a command. I was like, okay, I'll try a sip of it. I don't know. Whenever I feel like I'm getting sick, a glass of single malt scotch whiskey. Um, hmm. I don't know whether it's psychological. Yes, yes. that's what I was thinking. It's like, maybe it's... 
All right, so we have uh, two women who say yes. The guy says scotch whiskey. <laughs> he's so, he's over there going, what does the AI say? <laughs> yeah, what does my AI robot girlfriend say? She, she disagrees with you. She says Danny. yes, buy the most expensive one. Oh, she's going to send me a coupon. <laughs> It could be a clever way for, you know, whenever there's some kind of a free open source software type of a program, it'll say something like, do you want to tip the developers, buy the developers a coffee, send $5 here of Bitcoin or something like that, or even like sometimes they're credit card processors, I guess, but it could be like, if you want to tip your, the person programming your AI app you buy the AI girlfriend's Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, you put her on your Amazon account and you give her a credit card. Next thing you know, <laughs> so she's, bad. she's spending, you know, like racking up the credit card. It's just like a real girlfriend. <laughs> like a little kid on a tablet. <laughs> right. So bad. <laughs> and if you don't know, we're talking about, about the AI girlfriends. We're reading this article from the sun, the sun.com. And it says, AI love you. How the dangerous rise of perfect AI girlfriends is ruining entire generation, an entire generation of men and making singles more lonely. It has a picture here of an AI generated woman with a six, six fingers. Yeah. Six (laughs) fingers and an otherwise perfect body. And she's really pretty. And then it has a AI generated picture of a guy holding a phone. Like the whole thing is AI and it has him holding a phone and looking like he's, choosing a hair color for his girlfriend yeah. oh he can have whose cleavage could hold a beer <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um he only gets to choose black neon green gray or neon pink for the hair apparently but that's just in this fake image i think because mm-hmm. we, we haven't gotten to like what is this actual app or is it just people making pictures like on the, th- the thing i was talking about is called um mid journey mid journey just lets you make pictures like you can type in Fairy Wonderland, just see what it makes. Or you could type in Fairy Wonderland, purple trees, lights in the clouds, and it'll make exactly that. It'll kind of mess up a lot of the time. But especially if you put too much, throw too much at it at once. Um, But it is, so we're not sure if this is actually an app or if we're just talking about pictures here. Like, are they having conversations with them? Are they just imagining them? Well, just before the break, you had mentioned the doll, that there would be a doll version coming. And like, I, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, you probably will not, but because uh, it, it's got to be 20 years ago. That's right. <laughs> um, there there was a movie called Lars and the Real Girl with... Um, what Another movie is I didn't his see. His name, I'm not going to be able to think of his name right now. Gosling, um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Oh. Yeah, Lars and the Real Girl. Um, and I can't. It's been so long since I've seen it. I can't remember like exactly how it went. But anyway, it's. Um, I just remember because of watching that movie, being intrigued and like hearing a lot about these real girls. I think like in certain countries. Whoa, that's the name of a widely doll? utilized. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the real girl is literally a very very lifelike texture mm. and appearance like fake woman that's cr- so creepy. that it's like you're it's, it's like but a, it's not the real girl it's a super yeah. high-end blow-up doll essentially <laughs> that's yeah, crazy yeah. so it's is it like third world that doesn't make sense the robot. it's probably got <laughs> one of those boston like dynamics things in there you know like so it's not going to be third world countries doing it but it's not really america so i don't know i'm imagining like europe and in asia maybe I, w- I, I just can't I think it's remember. Boston Dynamics is behind it. It's so weird. Okay, I'm going to go to the phones, <laughs> yeah. though. We have Jet on the line. Jet, what is on your mind? Oh, no. 
Okay, just want to let you know that first of all, the uh, the live stream sound is not coming through. Thank you. We do have the tech wizards on the case. I have no idea what's wrong, and in, in the in the studio, nothing looks wrong to me. There have been some things going on outside the studio, and I don't think the callers really want to hear about, or listeners really want to hear about that right now. But I do appreciate okay. you giving us a head up. Or I was, I wasn't like I was just telling myself I should stop talking about yeah, it, not you. Well, I, I couldn't hear. Yeah, I couldn't hear what was going on, so I didn't know. So I thought I'd call in anyway. Uh, last night, I called in to talk about the nonsense of borders and all, and the the mentality that most people have in accepting these things we call borders. Mm-hmm. But the guys last night kept kept transferring or shifting over to the physical nature of borders and the physical nature or the desire to protect certain areas and that kind of thing. But my point is, my point was that freedom and liberty begin in the mind and how you think of things allows you to either get closer or further away from freedom. And, uh, you know, the, the borders, as I mentioned before, are, are just arbitrary. I mean, there's once in a while, there's some type of, um, mountain range or something, but still, that's somebody's idea of why one side should be one thing and the other side should be another thing. And people just I mean, voluntarily choose. They're like, yep, I'm not going over that mountain range instead of, well, the government told me, right. so I'm not going over that line. But we don't that like to go to sense. Massachusetts either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something There's something in that well, imaginary line that really changes a lot of things. Oh, it it's phenomenal. I mean, it, to me... It's it's insanity. I mean, it's a type of mental illness or mental delusion that's been thrust upon us with this this thing that see, I live in an area where there's a little creek that kind of runs that makes the border, and uh, they call it a river, but it's to me a river. You know, has some nice flow to it. Anyway, the uh, the situation is if I'm on one side of this imaginary line. Um, and I have, let's say, access to a plant or whatever, I'm mm-hmm. totally fine. If I'm on the other side of this imaginary line, I'm going to jail. It's like it's the stupidest thing that somehow people have accepted and adopted this notion that we could simply separate. Now, politically, you know, there are people of all types of persuasions on either side of that line, but it's it's like somehow the general public accepts the fact that we are called this. We have our own flag. We have our own Capitol building with a big nipple on top. We have, <laughs> we have um, our colors, our state bird, and all this. To me, it's all meant to, um, to create conflict or to create separation rather than unity and um, I just think more people have to think about that. These these so-called borders were created by people who are now way long dead. Why do we still pay attention to them? That's that's the thing. And I want more and more people to start thinking that way because, like I said, you can't be free if you believe that you're bound with these limits of these imaginary lines. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. My my favorite border is in New York City where it's Little Italy and then there's Chinatown. So it's either Calzone, egg roll, Calzone, egg roll, and you're right on the sidewalk, right? There. Is that 
It's an imaginary Enforced? line. Enforced? <laughs> no, or just, just where people move. It's like where Chinatown know. starts and where little, little, little Italy starts. I but. never really thought about, like, is that, like... <laughs> Not enforce the restaurants, but like that's literally Little Italy, or is it just a nickname? I, I think for the it's, it's just it's imaginary. It's another imaginary. Border. I think it's a cl- it's an it's a cluster of of a a community right. of people so that, are, like that are right. alike in uh, in certain ways. Yeah. So that's kind of a cool and, example of it, actually. Instead of like the mental illness kind, because like we were saying on the show last night, Richie Rich brought up there. You can look at a map of tracked wolves in each alpha wolf of a different like little breed that live in the same area you will see that they don't go into each other's territory at all and they make a perfect border and and it's like a voluntary natural thing it's kind of cool but um the main thing that jet touched on that i think is the most obvious example of insanity mental insanity though not not enough people think about enough is oh if i'm holding this plant right here it's fine if i step Three feet over this way, I go to jail. Right. Or or whatever the action is, not just holding a plant, holding something else, whatever it is. Right, right. You can be doing action here and then step six feet into the over a border and then it's illegal and you're going to get possibly shot or something. Well, I mean, that that border between Massachusetts and New Hampshire, it is, you know, what you're doing, you know, you have to get out of your car and put things that you have on you in your trunk. Mm Mm-hmm. Before you go, yep, you know, it's similar. Yeah, same kind of thing. Yep. I mean, I don't have to do that, but um, I don't take my dog, like, because they have laws there that's like if your dog is, if you have any sort of distracted driving, then they can pull you over. I don't want to get pulled over and they put my dog in the pound and arrest me for a distracted driving because they're saying that my dog is distracting me. They, apparently, that they have like really bad dog in the car rules. Like, you, you can't have a car seat for your dog. He doesn't have to be in your lap. Well, I mean, the police are known to shoot dogs. Exactly. I don't want the do- the police yeah. or think, Massachusetts to have my dog. I think. I, I think, think the main. Go ahead, Jet. Sorry. Jet, I think. I think the main thing I'm trying to promote is the idea that this is so meaningless. There's these. There's no relevance. There's no reasoning for why this border should exist because the people on one side or the other are just other people and it's not like they completely there might be some remote places on this earth where yeah these like you said the wolf's territory is well defined and all that but i guess you'd have to check the content of their urine or something but the um the difference of just being able to move back and forth it's it just boggles my mind and i think if more people would understand that that borders are silly and uh, have really no good meaning. They're arbitrary. As I mentioned before, each one of our states, so-called states here, has straight lines. Um, oh, in the West, yeah. at least yeah. one straight line. And, and so, I don't know. It's just if we want to be free, if we want to experience liberty, we have to reach out with our minds to understand that these limitations that other people are putting on us are invalid. That's my point. Thank you for so much, because it is a good point. It's a great thing to be reminded of. I think that off-grid Angie had something she wanted to say about it. Well, I'm just thinking the the reason that they still exist or that people still abide by them and don't think past them is just because governments still exist mm-hmm. in, uh, on each side of the border. Uh, it, unfortunately. But if you think the, if you think like the government... Until you're self-government, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 
But if the government is made up by the people, I think it's the government is kind of the culture of the people within that, you know, that wolf range. You know, like, well, that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, so the borders, uh, you know, and then I guess the borders were created, you know, when when we decided to kick England out right. or kick ourselves out of England. Do you have anything to say about that? That Jed, are you still there? Yeah, I um, it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, my main point is freedom and liberty begin in the mind. You must free mm-hmm. yourself in your mind and say, OK. These things either don't apply to me. Like I, uh, a lot of people just look at me quizzically when I say that the human laws um, are not uh, are not valid. Now, the people, other people, strangers, can some small group over here, and half of them plus one can make up some kind of rule, and somehow I'm obligated to follow their opinion because. That's all laws are, is the opinion of a very small group of people. And uh, my belief is that these the small group of people have no more rights to do anything than you or I do, but somehow this collective thought process that, that once these people move into these offices and buildings, that somehow they are morally superior, intellectually superior, and now we have to abide by their great and grand decisions and then it just i don't know when your head gets to that place if we can promote that more and more that will set forward i believe a wave of freedom and liberty that um, the world needs sorely well thank you so much for the call jet jet is famous for calling in and reminding us don't say government instead say (laughs) parasites government people goons tyrants despots Thugs, mafia, gang, idiots, liars, thieves, lunatics, killers, and gang members, and an evil monopoly and the empire. <laughs> because that's what they really are. If you get down to it, it there's no difference between the the mafia coming up and telling you, oh, looks like you need protection. Right. Would- I think, and I think Jet was talking about you know the, the, the half a person plus one that makes up the, the rules. Mm-hmm. It's my number one word that I hate. Officials. Government officials. Like, yeah. What makes you an official anything? Yeah. <laughs> authorities say. Especially when it's not like, oh, it's like, it's also a little irritating when it's like, well, they're the expert on a medical thing. But at least that's something that you could study and become an expert on. It's like, what made you the expert on what I should do with my life? Right. That's what government officials are. They they yeah, probably have officials. some kind of like liberal yeah. arts degree <laughs> or po- political science degree. Political science. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, then... They they just claimed it. They just claimed it. They claim I'm an official. You're not. I tell you what to do. That means I have more rights. Well, those are the people who are probably you know picked on in school. Yeah. You know, and then they want to get get back at people. So they they you know get a political science degree, get into debt, win an election, and then harumph harumph, I'm an official. And I feel the same way about the cops, that they're mostly just people that were picked on in school or their dad beat their mom when they were kids, which is really sad to say. I'm sorry to say it on the air, but I really do think that a lot. It's like, oh, when you look at some your parents get like beating each other, you think, I have to relate to one of them. Do I want to relate? Some people go, I'm going to relate to the victim. I'm the victim my whole life. And some people go, I'm not going to be the victim. I'm going to be the abuser. Because that's like what their brains are getting wired to at five years old. Mm-hmm. And it sounds so crazy but it's absolutely what i think almost 100 percent of cops are are dealing with because it's like how else do you end up like 
I'm going to tell people what to do and also take orders. Mm. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, it's it's 99% of cops give the other 1% a bad name. Hmm. Oh, I see. <laughs> okay. okay. I get it. I had to think about it. I thought you were saying the other way around. I was like, oh. <laughs> so I, I like what he was saying, uh, what Jet was saying about, I mean, basically it's just any, I, I do believe things start in the mind and that's the simplest place to start, right? It's just with your own thoughts. But he's he's basically saying the the more we do to claim our own sovereignty, the, then you eventually start to erode uh, the systems that the are that are yeah enforcing or or upholding right. the imaginary lines. Well, I mean, you could have a national divorce, but you could also have a state divorce. What if a town says, you know, we want to unincorporate and we don't want to be part of the state? I know, then but, you're, what, but you're still having you're still going to have a line around you because you're because of the governing that's going on around, right? That's that's how the border happens because there's even if you try one thing over here on the other side of the imagine there's there's somebody next to you that is still mm. enforcing an imaginary. What if line. one town takes over another town? Mm. <laughs> you know, like right. we're going to invade the town, we're going to take over the town, we're going to incorporate them into our town and just start. <laughs> because if they invade and take over, then they think that they now. Well, if you have a have acquired a space, which is again a space with a border. Yeah. yeah. What, what if Keen wants to be Swansea and Winchester? Like, why doesn't that happen? I never really thought about that. Like, there's so much conquest that's just become normal in history. But you're right. You don't see cities taking over other cities and towns right. around them. Like, well, you know what? We're going to take this suburb. <laughs> Winchester's going to take Swansea. Yeah. It's, this weekend. It's just a little weird. <laughs> And, and like bloody battles over it. You don't see that at all. It's always like a whole country. Right. King PD was there to interve- intervene. Yeah. <laughs> they had nothing better to do. Oh, my God. That's what they did at my house during the raid. They, yeah. they, they showed up. Actually, David Lee has been uh, going up to keen officials, Official. quote unquote, and saying, just uh, have a quick question for you with his camera and saying, do you approve of the raid on a home here in Keene in 2021 and they're all like oh, what are you talking about yeah they're like oh, I, I know, know nothing about that past the book yeah. um well that that had nothing to do with us it was feds there were p- pink sorry <laughs> keen police there <laughs> there were keen police there but the article we were talking about that we're starting with the show off with is all about ai girlfriends and how it's ruining an entire generation of men and making singles more lonely. I'm a little bit, I don't fully believe it. Like, I'm just not, I'm choosing not to believe it, I guess. Because, like, porn is pretty bad. It's, I think, possibly, possibly worse than this. Because this has got to be more boring to a man. Like, dressing up a doll and then talking to it. Like, a girlfriend, but all you get is the talking isn't that not what men like? Unless that's not all they get. And this, mm-hmm. to me, this is like animated porn. Yeah, and you don't get uh, any talk potentially. Back. I don't know. I don't know this particular, like you said, like a app or developer or whatever. That but there's only about there's the only article, one. But. I mean, the, the AI girlfriend will never tell you anything bad. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you should shave. You know, maybe you stink. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they'll never say that. So you only get the good stuff. Like you this look is great how today. this is how they're ruining a generation. Yeah, of, right. yeah right. and then it's like, oh, girls because are then some real girl has to see you in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, my other AI girlfriend says my hair looks great. It's just a mess. <laughs> look right. at my clothes. I got my Carhartts on today. It does say here. It says that. 
today, AI girlfriends offered by apps such as Replica, which I think was a Facebook one that they talked about like a year ago on the show, and Eva AI are completely customizable according to users' needs. 603-283-6160. What do you think about this? Do you think that AI girlfriends are going to ruin an entire generation of men? Or what about AI boyfriends? Are they going to ruin an entire generation of women? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. We have been enslaved for all our lives. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Off grid Angie. And Steve Classic. And Captain <laughs> is usually the host on Sundays, but he got sick. And speaking of but, he told me we do a traditional thing on Sundays, <laughs> which is to do a number two story. And it's literally the second story I'm bringing in. So it's the number two story. So I thought it was a good time to talk about California's fecal fiasco. That's what they're calling it. California's fecal fiasco deepens with toilet to tap sewage approval. Wow. Are they going to roll this out in San Francisco first? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Street to tap or something? Because isn't it just on the street, apparently? Yeah. I, I just found out about that recently. Like, I see the jokes about it, but I was like, that's not real, is it? But apparently they actually have an app for, like, avoiding poop on the sidewalk, and it's just really bad. But this is a little different. Um, they want to make it to where as soon as you flush, instead of going and getting, maybe it gets cleaned. Okay, well, it'll get clean. It'll just go get filtered and become drinking water. And I I don't know all the specifics, but it's a thing that wasn't before legal. And it's something that whole housing complexes will have set up to where like everybody in your suburb, um, or whatever it is, your little neighborhood will have this toilet to tap sewage system but mm, yummy we do have a caller on the line and that's what free talk live is you get to change up the conversation and bring up whatever's on your mind so ricky what's on your mind ricky from the commonwealth of pennsylvania thank you there miss bonnie brother steve sister angie pleasure to make your acquaintance again <laughs> thank you oh thank you <laughs> no doubt well you know i'm listening to your conversation here and I'm going to tell you a couple things that are on my mind, actually. And I did talk to Brother Jay on a similar noted topic. Now, I did sell pornography throughout the 90s. And I will say majority of my customers were, how shall I say, uh, 
regular, but there are a couple. <laughs> Speaking that of our were number not. two story, <laughs> well, probably there were a couple <laughs> were that were not. Oh. Like well. there were individuals I know that were really strange when it came to lesbians. Okay, I mean, so I was strange. about to ask if you met. Um, I I didn't know if you'd be comfortable sharing, but I I was about I'm to ask if you met with anything there, Miss Bonnie. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask if you met porn featuring yourself, or you were just sharing or somehow selling the porn of other people. I'm sorry, I missed that. I'm sorry, I missed that because there's noise in my room. Was that so? Did you mean pornography featuring yourself in the video or yeah, other was, people? Yeah, what was the business model? Well, in all honesty, I was going to go into porn back in 2010, but that did not happen. But uh, have I made my own? Of course I have. Have I sold it? No. Uh, The thought has crossed my mind. But no, I sold pornography as a business. And like I said, most of my customers, I should say, were regular. But I probably got you ahead of the game here. But there were some that were very strange. And the fact of the matter is, one of the things under Nixon, you know, Nixon, he had to get somebody together because, you know, they say well, about pornography. And he got the wrong answer, that pornography a positive thing. But here's where it became a negative thing. Now, when I was starting to sell, that's when things started to change with the advent of video. And that is you started to have something called making money. And porn is all about money. Anybody says about our liar, it's all about money, including from from one end to the other. And the reality is the money-making is what I call the porn star style, whether it be male or female, it's always the same. And I know for a fact, because it was my business, I've seen plenty of, I know people in the industry. And one thing you'll find out when you speak to them, they'll say, hey, that up there, that's acting. I'm not that way in real life. And I say real life. And I hear okay, so was this game. in Pennsylvania, like in your town or like Hollywood? No, no, this was people that I met in the industry. Uh, I'm not sure where they're from. No, I just meant like, were you doing this in Pennsylvania? Was I selling it? Yes, I was selling it here in PA, yes. Okay, well, Now, the funny thing about the AI part that I find interesting is the real part. So let's take a look at something like virtual reality. I mean, I'm now 50. I just turned 50, December 25th. And the funny thing is, I've seen virtual reality hit three times. And there's a reason why it's always a failure, no matter how good it is. And it's gotten pretty good at this point, virtual reality. It's fake and you know it. Now, I know for a fact, nothing can uh, substitute for an actual female. Because one thing about what girls... What <laughs> Or, 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 I, I, well, I'm talking from my point of view. If you're gay, you'd be a male, and I think that's okay. perfectly all right, of course. All right, all right. Now, the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, I'm talking from my point of view, and there's a reason for this, Miss Bonnie. I'm lucky that any of the girls I've been with, uh, I never felt prey to the porn star style, because that would have done it to me. Because I know Brother Jay talked about that. Uh, that it's not, this is not reality. And mm. see, that's the problem we're encountering with the AI here. Like you no know, care for the woman, uh, having a good time, just like using her like an object moan, type of thing. Every every moan, every groan, every thrust. These are different people this with the FCC same friendly. exact mannerisms. That's the problem with the porn star style. And, you know, if I were to have counted that, I would have had a little talk with that girl. Mm. You know, but one of the things I do, honestly, when it comes to that territory, and maybe this is why I never encountered it, 
is I really stress it anyways because I want this uh, with a girl. I want her to be who she is. So when it comes to the bedroom, she has her own unique person. It's going to be out of her own unique personality. And there no, I don't care what these guys say. They seem to know what it's like to pop her oral sex. There is no wrong way to that. There is no wrong way nice. to anything. Okay, Everything well. is right. Well, thank you for the opinions, Ricky. I mean, it's interesting. It's something he hasn't called in about before. I just, I, I didn't realize what he meant by the porn star style. And I thought he meant the way they dress and they like have fancy clothes. And then I was like, oh, I no, see what you're saying. all about money. Is no, that, no. He's saying that people that go into the bedroom and they're acting oh, a certain they, they, they way. Oh, they turn it on, the turn behaviors. it off. The behavior. Their the behaviors. behaviors. Okay. Right. But he said like, the customers were regular. So I thought he was talking about the number two story. Yeah. They're they're completely regular and healthy, their <laughs> doctors say. But thank you for the call, Ricky. Um, I, I'm I'm just not sure. Um, I just don't know what to say about it because, like, the reason he called in to talk about it was to say that AI girlfriends are. That's what we're talking about. AI girlfriends are coming up, but we. I I think his point was just that like it's not there's no authenticity. In either scenario, whether it's AI or social media um, porn, yeah, there's anything. there's no authenticity in that, and that's what it's all a facade. So, yeah, yeah, so again, right, it comes right. back to we're on this planet to connect and relate and yep. build community, right? And it's so stupid and weird to just think that sex is just about okay, I did it, I did the thing, and now I'm going to go on to something else instead of, you know, connecting with another person that you love. Mm-hmm. But because of because of the ease of access of porn and the industry in the, in the internet age, I think that there's, you know, like with anything in life, you, you, you know what's learned, right? You, you know what was modeled to you, you know, by your upbringing or, or people around you or whatever. And so um, this is what is being modeled to uh, especially men especially young men that mm. are, uh consuming a lot and now will probably consume a lot and, of now, AI. and now you've got now you've got an ai who says oh yeah that's fine the, the ai is telling him you know that yeah like, whatever you want yeah yeah which like, oh. I, I just i still kind of wonder if like if it's any different than porn it's not like there aren't so many different categories and um like if you want a blonde one you google a blonde one too it's not it's like just as customizable like i think the only difference is the chat bot it's the it's the interaction Hmm. and then the the interaction is only telling you is not telling you bad things Mm -hmm. or i don't like this or whatever it Mm -hmm. says anything is good because why would you why would you want to subscribe to something that says you know that they don't like you or they don't like what you're wearing, or they don't like the way you look. Hmm. No chat bot will say you're ugly. <laughs> you're ugly. I want a different. <laughs> like, yeah, customer. I mean, like I'm, I'm getting a different app. Yeah, I don't know. They won't be used to rejection, right? Or yeah, it'll be too hard. Or self-esteem will just, you know. Hmm. That Ugh, that is crater. a terrible, terrible fate, and I I really hope that no young men I'm, that are hearing my voice that think that's like a great idea because the the reality is that. Yeah, some people will reject you, but it, it will lead you to the person you're supposed to be with. The, real, the reality is it's not reality. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the reality. Yeah, it's not reality. But we have already moved on to the number two story of the night. Captain's traditional number two Sunday story it says California's fecal fiasco deepens with toilet to tap sewage approval. 
And this is from ZeroHedge.com. It says California, known for its poo-lined streets, which we were actually talking about, is one step closer to Soylent Green after state officials approve new toilet-to-tap regulations, which would allow water agencies to take water waste, or sorry, wastewater from homes, recycle it, and then deliver it back to households in an effort to maximize the state's water supply, which honestly I thought already was a thing. Like, is there just like one extra step? So, well, okay. So I'm, so I am a former West Coaster. I, I grew up in California mm-hmm. um, and I, and I lived most of my life actually out there. Um, so what I didn't realize until I moved East is that, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of rural land out here. Most everybody I know these days is on a well. And even if even your small town, if you're technically on municipal, your small town is tapping a community well of some sort. Um, and that is not how it works on the West Coast. <laughs> if, if you're in uh, densely populated suburban uh, areas that do not have, um, you know, uh, ample water resources, uh, you're 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 getting water from a treatment from a. From a, treatment plant a water of treatment some sort. Silly, really, it's not coming are, from a reservoir, or like a, a lake from yeah, other states sometimes. But it comes through. It does get treated at the reservoir for runoff and other uh, things. And so this is the, we have now gone a few more disgusting steps towards where else can we clean up water from uh, because we need more water. Right, the beaver in this ponds. State. Doesn't <laughs> California already get water from other states? Like I'm pretty sure. In. It seems, sounds so expensive and crazy. Like, where, where do they have those fish that, that they, they cut off the water to uh, the farmers? Because there was some little fish <laughs> in some river in California. Oh, you're, you're talking Basin? about the Central Valley. Uh, Klamath River Basin? Bakersfield, Fresno, yeah. like the Central Valley areas. Uh, sounds like something they do. This yeah. fish is... Um, you know, special. Right, right. It's on endangered, endangered. species. I mean, they you know they could use Brondo for the crops. You know, it's got electrolytes in it. I thought you were going to ask, Jr. what are those fish that like eat the dead skin or something like that <laughs> in the feet uh, cleaning spas? Oh. <laughs> those fish. Speaking of cleaning up water, you just put those in there. Yeah. It says it will truly be the highest quality water delivered in the state when it's done, according to Darren Polemus. Director of the Division of Drinking Water and the State Water Resources Control Board. I'd like to see there him we, chug, that's chug one what down. I was looking, <laughs> so what I was immediately looking for is who's actually responsible for this task? Mm. Is it a government-managed uh, operation or is it privatized? Oh, that guy sounds like the official. Because mm. I, I believe that you could clean up. I mean, sure, I'm sure the technology exists to properly clean clean up that water and right. use it. Do I trust a government agency to get the job done the <laughs> uh, to my standard and, and to tell me the truth in reports? Yeah, that's true. Add some more chlorine and fluoride to it. It'll be fine. I think that they should add control board to each and every government agency just to be more honest because I kind of like that. It says the Division of Drinking Water and the Water Resources Control Board. Jesus. It'll be more honest. <laughs> I can't think of another board, but, you know, they all should be called that. It's all about control. <laughs> Officials swear it's Officials, safe. Officials, there it is. Yep. <laughs> they swear it's safe until it's not, we assume. Due to three rigorous stages of treatment, the poo water is treated for pathogens and viruses 
that is allegedly so effective that minerals have to be added back into the water to give it taste, which is kind of normal for regular treatment, right? <laughs> Depends right? on what kind of taste you want. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I think that's that part is normal, right? Like, yeah. even in, like... Keen, if you have, like, reverse osmosis in your house, you have to add back. Yeah. yeah okay. Or you're drinking dead water. Yeah. So, yeah, not, like, the city, but people doing their own cleaning of their water. Right, distilled water. The Okay, it says, if one fails, there's still two remaining in its place as backups to make sure nothing goes untreated. California is notoriously drought-prone and depends on water from other states via the Colorado River. However, 2023 brought an exceptional amount of rain, and by October, the state was over 99% drought-free, according to the Los Angeles Times. Hmm. But I bet that the government will still go ahead with this plan, even though they don't need it. Well, we've already said it in a motion. We have, we have to get you know, hmm. the sewer treatment plant doing it. Well, it's a constant cycle. It's a constant seven cycle. Years. Every seven years, you get hmm. El Nino, all your reservoirs are full. And then six and a half years later, they're all empty. And then you get El Nino, and they're full. And then six and a half years <laughs> later, they're all empty. It's yep, my brother, There's nothing new about this. My brother just lives in Arizona, and he told me that it's like humid there right now. And I was like, whoa, that doesn't sound normal. It's because it's hmm. El Nino. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So it says the Golden State has been using recycled water for farming and watering lawns for several decades. However, however, this would be the first time it's been used for potable water. I would have no hesitation drinking this water my whole life, according <laughs> to USC Assistant Professor of Civil and Environmental Engineering, Daniel McCurry. It's just like they go so overboard sometimes. The officials in, in, their, in their quotes <laughs> their about titles. how great it is. Yep. The first areas of the state to turn poo into water will be San Diego and the Bay Area. In San Diego, half of the water city's water supply would be poo water. This is just what Zero Hedge is calling it. They literally are saying poo water. (laughs) (laughs) They're obviously not fans of this idea. So half of the city's water supply would be poo water by 2035, according to officials. Drought happens all the time and with climate change. Oh, that's... (laughs) That's it. It will only get worse. Of course. Santa Clara Valley Water District official, control official. No, I made that part up. <laughs> official official. Uh, Kristen Struva told ABC, this is a drought resistant supply that we will need in the future to meet the demands of our communities. And I wish I could say the last <laughs> um, sentence here. It says, well, crap. That's basically <laughs> what it says. Well, crap. But not FCC friendly. Oh. So there you guys go. That's the number two story of the day. I, I'm just shocked that how many weeks has Captain been doing this? There's always a number two story to we be talked about. A, yeah. We had a double flush a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we have a double flush right now oh. if, if you want to get into it even. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um. <laughs> but we do have off-grid Angie here and she's a nurse. So I thought it'd be a better idea to talk about this story about holiday heart syndrome. Oh. I, I saw this title of this article and i thought um what could that possibly be why never heard of it before and why would it have anything to do with the holidays that people are having like maybe people eating more sweets more seed oil or something abv (laughs) the ab it's the abv what's that anything but the vax Vax. oh okay They have ABV. ABV. Yeah, it's not the vax. It's holiday heart syndrome. Yeah. Well, you're going to be around your family more, and your family might make you anxious Stress. and nervous, so your heart may explode. Got the cookies. And that's normal. It's always happened. Right. Yeah. Didn't get what you want for Christmas. Well, 
right. probably Holiday Heart. I have not yeah. read this article. Oh. Right. It's from the parade or from parade.com. It says here's why a Cleveland clinic cardiologist is warning families about holiday heart syndrome. Here we go. <laughs> he's on the payroll. That's why he's warning people about <laughs> holiday right. heart. You'll want to read this before the <laughs> clock strikes strikes midnight on December 31st. That's like a weird spell. Wait, they're did putting they say, on readers. Did they say Yule? Y-O-U-L-E? Y-U-L-E? Yule? No, like Yule. Yule log? <laughs> they should have done that. <laughs> that would have been good. But it says you will want to read this before the clock strikes midnight. It's like, I think such a spell, you know, like they're putting that in people's head. Like, if you don't read this, you're uninformed and you need to hear this and it will happen to you. It, right. You're in danger. Well, that's the fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. yeah. It seems like so many articles are your standard fear peddling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peddling fear. And it's I think it has to do with the whole agenda of making us ununified and sick. Mm-hmm. You're scared of other people. Oh, I can't go be around my family because something, something, holiday heart syndrome. Yeah. Stay six feet away from Captain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or they just want to scare you into doing something stupid. Oh, exactly. Potentially. Yeah. Yep. Get oh, your I'm booster. so scared. I, I need you to take my freedom and give me safety. Yeah. Get the holiday heart booster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 20% off. Get a free gift card. Yep. <laughs> All right. What do we got? Right. It says, we, when we think about the havoc the holidays wreak on our bodies, which didn't even happen to me at least we often think about our waistlines the average american does indeed gain weight over the holidays but as it turns out packing on a few extra pounds isn't all we need to worry about and i just think that's kind of crazy if the average american really does uh, gain weight in a week well going back to number two i would think that that would be a temporary weight gain Mm. Water waste. I mean, unless you unless you've got some kind of two weeks long straight uh, holiday extravaganza in your family, or you know, yeah, if you got Christmas unit. parties or whatever, like work, but like oh, go out, you know, have extra drinks, you have extra food, you know, it's food that you normally never eat, and they could a also, charcuterie board, like whoa, let me devour that. They could be counting all the way from Thanksgiving to New Year's Eve, right? That's true. And what does everyone do on New Year's Day? I got I to gotta go on a diet. I got to hit the gym. Yeah. Reg- yeah. Right? Yeah. New, yep. new Year's resolution. Oh, I'm doing that. That's my New Year's resolution. Well, it's not about <laughs> a diet, but yeah. I hit just want to start working out again. Just like movement. Like, I don't want to just be sitting uh, around all the time because me and Ian used to work all, out all the time. And then my sister moved in and took out my took over my workout room. So I'm just like going to make it work in a different room. So that's my New Year's resolution. Yeah. You can come but, down and chop wood with us if you want. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that sounds too hard. Oh. <laughs> but... Sometimes I I just do dishes and I'm like, well, all this repetitive motion, I gotta take a break. <laughs> that sounds really hard, actually, yeah. chopping wood. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm curling cashews right now. You know? mm. <laughs> right, oh, yeah. <laughs> the arm curl, oh, arm curls. <laughs> cashews are something that make you so you like you get full on that, and it's mm. not bad for you, and they kind of taste sweet to me. Curling Christmas cookies. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, I don't imagine myself gaining weight in a couple weeks, but I, I guess some people might from like really, really bad ingredients they consume. It can be done. Hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it says data shows that more people die from heart-related events between Christmas and New Year's than any other time. And that just sounds, I don't know if I believe it. So we'll see what the data shows. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up, 
the Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church.shiresociety.com. spooky ghost. I was just going to say, you, I know you're it's like, like Monster Bash. He's singing, but it sounds like you're haunting us. Yeah, it's haunting. operatic. And then I thought kind of like some kind of like hair metal guy or something. Metal opera. But who is back? Free Talk Live is back. And it's a talk radio show that you can control in 603-283-6160 is the phone number you can call. That's 603-283-6160. And this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash. Dot org. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Off-grid Angie. And Steve Classic. <laughs> I don't know where that big radio voice came from, but I'm just using it tonight. At least you're not doing a puke. <laughs> I can't even... And attempt. we're back. Yeah, I should I have called, called myself Snacky Angie since <laughs> I have not stopped eating on the subject <laughs> of all of this holiday eating. And <laughs> how could you really gain that much weight that fast? Yeah. Snacking for three hours. Um, that is one yeah. thing that I'm I... I'm doing a lot of arm curls tonight. <laughs> I really um, thought about on, on the break. I thought about the same thing. Um, oh, yeah. But people are also giving you all this food the whole time because... Um, one of our other hosts, Lori, on Wednesdays, she gave me a box that was like a foot and a half long with a cinnamon raisin bread she makes. That's like if you've made a cinnamon rolled a loaf of bread, it's amazing. And it has raisins in it. 
and a whole bunch of cookies and teas. Mm -hmm. And she gave that to me for Christmas like a few weeks before Christmas. So I had that. My parents sent me marzipan and... Charcuterie? No. Charcuterie board? (laughs) I'm into charcuterie boards. I just like like saying charcuterie. It's the equivalent of like in if you work in healthcare. When I was a new nurse a very long time ago, mm-hmm. in the hospital, I, like people bring you, you know, they bring you thank yous. So they'll come back to the hospital and bring like a box of chocolates, a box of donuts, a box. Of, there is mm-hmm. always something there, and it's hard. You're working hard. You're expending energy, and that's right there. It's free, yep. and it's full of love and appreciation yeah. from the family member, and um, it, it was really hard to yeah. maintain weight. I oh. believe that. At working in hotels, people will just come down to the front desk and be like, you want the rest of this? Pizza? And stuff like that. Right. right. I did front desk in hotels for a few years. Oh. Yep. They were always sharing food with me. Yes. Yeah. And candy. But the reason we're talking about this, the charcuterie boards seem like kind of like a candy um, tray for instead of like kids would be actual candy, but for men, it's like home meats. <laughs> it was a three, three, well, and three. It's like it's the lie we tell ourselves because it's mm. like, oh, look at those kids eating all that candy and chocolate and yeah. stuff that's bad for you. I'm going to be over here eating my adult food, drinking my booze <laughs> and eating my cheese and Salami. my cured meats <laughs> as if. That's not on a, on oh, a, like a, a Tyson cow. Adult candy, essentially. Yeah, Rich a crackers. canola oil cracker. <laughs> right, right. But the reason we're talking about this is apparently a Cleveland Clinic cardiologist is warning families about holiday heart syndrome. You'll want to read this before the clock strikes midnight on December 31st, it says. <gasps> That's only three hours. Oh, or no. thereabouts. Almost, we almost didn't read it. <laughs> Good thing we're reading it. <laughs> it says data shows that more people die from heart-related events between Christmas and New Year's than any other time of the year. And maybe that is because of all the crap a lot of people eat, like all, all the crap that people give their families to eat because they're all around each other. I, I don't know. But it says, this is what cardiologists refer to as holiday heart syndrome. But what is holiday heart syndrome exactly? What causes it and what makes and what can you do to prevent it? A Cleveland Clinic cardiologist breaks it down below. So do you have any thoughts on this as a nurse? I, I want to hear I want to hear what they think mm-hmm. it is and then I'll tell you what I think right, what it the is. Page, the, what, what does the page shill say? Let's see what he right. says. Says according to Dr. Nick Ruthman. Dr. Nick. A, <laughs> Hi is, everybody. Is that a is that a TV that's show the, guy? That's too? from the Simpsons. Simpsons. Dr. Oh, Nick. He was okay. a doctor. Dr. Nick. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So he's Dr. Nick Ruthman, <laughs> a cardiologist at Cleveland Clinic. Don't oh wait they don't live in Cleveland they live in Springfield I think the Family Guy people <laughs> live in Cleveland uh, I don't know uh, I, anyways holiday heart syndrome is specifically when folks develop abnormal heart rhythms including atrial fib- fibrillation fibrillation <laughs> top signs of this syndrome include racing or skipping heartbeats these are called palpitations Doctor Ruthman says oh they're not calling him Doctor Nick. Other symptoms include dizziness, lightheadedness, and unexpected shortness of breath. He warns that although AFib can present with these symptoms, it can also come on silently. For anyone using a wearable device that can monitor heart rhythm, sometimes an alert of an abnormally fast or irregular rhythm is the first finding in folks who don't present with symptoms, Dr. Ruthman adds. One thing to keep in mind, 
that can be a bit confusing. Holiday heart syndrome is technically specific to the onset of heart rhythm issues, including AFib, which is particularly connected to excess alcohol intake this time of year. That said, Dr. Ruthman explains that the holiday season is the perfect storm for other heart issues to pop up, including having a heart attack. The symptoms I listed are specific and frequently attributed to holiday heart syndrome and heart rhythm issues, but a heart blockage or heart attack would likely present as chest pain. Okay, so all the only explanation of the cause that he gave there was alcohol. Too much eggnog? I don't know. What about yeah. like every other holiday, you know? Jabba Jabba do. Right. Well, <laughs> I I I would imagine that that between Christmas and New Year's, those two holidays um are probably uh they probably grab the largest uh number of people participating, right? So In like alcohol? the yeah, yeah. Like the there you can party on any holiday for any reason, but the m- most people that are ever going to do that at one time, it's probably going to be Christmas and New Year's, right? They're, they're mm. the probably the most widely celebrated holidays. Mm. Uh, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's not that's not a real shocker. And I think it uh, it is a combination of, right? It's like if you're you're eating bad and you're drinking and you're stressed out because there's so many things that you stress you out the over right the holidays. Present. Yeah, but I've never heard of this. Yeah. So that that brings me to the bigger picture, which is there is no shortage of headlines nowadays about cardiac um, events of some kind, you know, cardiac symptoms, cardiac events, cardiac. It's they are pumping the heart related propaganda like crazy. And I think it's just the giant cover story for what's really going on, which is ABV. A lot of people out there with the ABV. <laughs> Anything but the vax. Well, I, I have seen the same thing, especially about young people. It'll say more and more young people having this heart problem and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which I was never a thing my entire life until a couple of years ago. Right. Ever. Like if I had heard one of my friends my age at any point in my life had a heart attack, I would have been like, that is weird. Why did they have a heart attack? Right. Kids in high school. Yeah. High schoolers. Or 20-year-olds even, like 20 to 30-year-olds. Even a 30-year-old, I'd be like, that's weird. Why did they have a heart attack? Normally, like my entire life, it was something that older people got because they were like, like, have had been living a bad life, taking not very good care of themselves for multiple decades Mm -hmm. instead Mm -hmm. of just, oh... I think we, we don't we have we have another story that has something about yeah. adolescence. Yeah, right? we did. I I I can pull it up, but yeah. I didn't have it right in front of me. But I thought that I just saw that one. By I think it was like by mid to end of twenty twenty two, I was I was seeing uh, headline headlines about um, you know creating awareness. Oh, we've got to create awareness out there of uh, myocarditis and other cardiac related issues in. Uh, youth, you know, in teens, and uh, because it's been you know, underreported the all these years, right? <laughs> it's just it, it and because was, people need to be scared of it. It was so obvious the programming of like, oh, we we got to get on this because yeah. the numbers aren't lying. You know, the numbers are out there, the data is out there, and uh, get that cover story ready. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes me wonder if all oh we need to create awareness is programming because it's always I. The question is always, okay, why do we need to be aware of autism? Why? Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, so that way if you see an autistic kid, you don't punch them in the face. I'm not going to do that anyway. Even <laughs> if I wasn't aware, if I saw a kid that had something wrong with him, I'm not going to be like, 
hey, what's wrong with you? Why don't you like me screaming at you? Or whatever it is autistic kids don't like. It, is it really that necessary to ca- create awareness? It's a weird term, you know? Like, people who have back pain, they're not going around saying, we need to create uh, awareness back, back of back pain. pain. Awareness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, so like, I think it's, I think it's, my personal opinion is just that it, it's part of the um, the coddling, right? Kind of mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier, just creating creating softer. Maybe we we're talking about it on the break. Yeah. I can't remember, but uh, uh, creating so- a softer generation. Yeah, the the thick skin is coming off of people. Everyone's yeah. irritated about the littlest things. They're all you know they all have upset. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the same concept of like, um, you know, the AI girl that's just gonna, yeah, I just want to sit around and just be told nice things about myself. And um, we were right. li- we were listening to something the other day at at home that uh, she was talking about, um, bas- basically warning parents not to d- stop telling your kids that they're special and they right. can do no wrong and da da da. It's like don't be a you're helicopter creating parent. A generation of just right. You have you have to let kids fail. Folks yeah. with no kill. And and it's really true these days. Like, people do not have coping skills. There is a large yeah. percentage of the population that can't cope with anything. And like, on anxiety my cat died. And, I'm on three yeah. pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Like, where did your parents fail you? Holy moly. Right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and there was a story I brought in last year. No one wants to hear it. No one wants to believe it. I have to show it to people all the time. But this team of doctors in the UK, they went over all of the studies that doctors had previously used doctors and scientists had previously used to say oh depression and anxiety it's caused by an imbalance in your brain nothing you can do about it you just need meds well a team of doctors and scientists in the uk went over those studies and were like oh yeah that's not what the studies say at all like Hmm. they were just interpreting it that way but here's like they didn't prove that at all it didn't prove that at all people just have anxiety because they don't want to deal with their life they don't want to start going on walks they, they don't want to change things bathing. about their lives. People also have anxiety because they stare at screens hmm. constantly. They have unfulfilling, you know, corporate positions hmm. and they suck down caffeine and other chemicals hmm. all day long. Not to mention what we consume and what we're um, involuntarily exposed to. I try to be really careful about these things, but I'm no fool. I know I'm constantly exposed on a daily basis because... I can't control what's raining down, you know, from the sky or yep. uh, just, uh, yeah, or, right. or what other people, you know, um, I can sit down in a room that's just full of perfume, right? Hmm. Of oh, yeah. hormone altering perfumes. And I've, the only thing yeah. I can do is get up and leave the room. Yeah. If that's a possibility. I have to force my sister. I'm like, if you want to wear perfume to work, I don't even know why you want to do that. Put it on, on the porch. Right. Because it smells so bad in my yeah. house the that whole day. That scented candle put that out. disruptors. Endocrine yeah. disruptors. Yeah, I just, I, I don't get the point of it. If you don't smell bad, like, why do you need to smell like whatever this is? Well, Incense. We, we, we kind of had a, a theory about the washing machine, that a washing machine doesn't actually wash your clothes. It's the scent hmm. that they put into the, the oh, detergent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I smell good, but I'm, your clothes aren't really clean. We, we just got a new washing machine and I'm really, it's got a glass lid so mm-hmm. you can wash, you can wash <laughs> or watch your yeah. wash going around. And I'm like, look at like this, this pair of pants has been in here for 15 minutes and it's still not even, it's still not even oh, wet no. yet. You know, and I'm, wow. <laughs> so I'm picking apart the whole thing and I'm like, 
it's essentially, I got a top loader, but essentially it operates the same way as a front loader. Hmm. Um, it's just that it's, it's just sideways. The, what a nine, so it has nothing in the middle. Off. It doesn't have that prong in the middle. It does actually oh. have that. It has an, an agitator. It's like a removable agitator. But, hmm. but anyway, so that, yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, do like, uh, how do people are so checked out these days. They, they get a front loader. They want to pop a pod in, right? Mm-hmm. Throw your little pod in there, shut the door and like not have to do anything. And um, uh, like they don't people... even put detergent dispenser trays anymore. Hmm. It's like just a pod, pop yeah. a pod. Whoa, I hadn't seen um, that. And I mean, I think in general, a lot of folks are just like really checked out. Whereas like, 40 years ago like someone was probably at you had home to put it through the ringer doing some literally treatments through the ring. like mm-hmm. really monitoring yeah. you know anyway but um but yeah and i'm like it's everything comes out just smelling like tide or whatever brand you know I, whatever that was like fabric first... softener how would you even know if your clothes were clean unless you had like a visible stain like if you have yeah. a two-year-old you're gonna know because there's either spaghetti on the shirt or there's not. Yeah, but. exactly. But I I had to stop using that. I've never been allergic to anything. My, my mom didn't get me vaccinated as a kid. And I wasn't allergic to peanuts and honey and all this other stuff. Mm. And I got an allergic reaction for the first time ever, like on my skin one time. For, for the first time, I just like grabbed Tide because it was at the gas station. I needed something quick. And um, I used Tide on my clothes because like before that, my parents had a bunch of kids like we weren't using Tide. That's expensive. Mm. So I used Tide and I got an allergic reaction. And since then, I just stopped using any scented um, detergents like I don't make my own, but I just use one with no scents. My body wash has no scent. I basically the only scent I put on myself is in my deodorant. I feel like that's kind of necessary. I don't know. You're a girl. I, the will, AI, the AI, I will change your mind. Yeah, the, oh, no. The, 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 AI, <laughs> the AI girls don't, you know, they say you can wear anything you want. You smell great no matter. <laughs> well, listen, this might be TMI, but I, I, when I went through some very serious health issues mm-hmm. uh, over the last handful of years and I had to turn things around for myself, I completely stopped wearing deodorant, just mm. completely stopped. And while I was detoxing my body and changing my body and changing my lifestyle and everything else, um, yeah, I stunk just a little bit, you know, Mm. but I was also really sick and I was never around anybody, so I didn't really care. But I have not used deodorant in probably six years now. Wow. And I just don't need to. I do not overperspire. I do not stink. I do not. I mean... Wow. It's completely unnecessary. I think that those things are putting chemicals in our body that then we have to, it's like, ooh, what's that? Put more, you know, it's like the solution is creating the problem. Yeah. One thing thing I um, noticed was I used to use like, um, it's actually a men's deodorant just because I was like, whoa, this one works so good. It doesn't smell that bad. Um, What was it? It's the red ones. Um, Old Spice. Old Spice. But uh, (laughs) a more feminine scent. But I learned about, oh, putting aluminum on your armpits mm-hmm. right next to all the fat tissues is really bad. Yes, um, so I stopped doing that and yeah. I started using other ones. And like I had to mess around with which one I wanted that didn't have aluminum in it for a long time. So I found the one that I like. But I noticed that I was like, OK, like, but I don't want to sweat at all. I don't want to be wearing like a, a long sleeve shirt that's tight and be sweating at all. So I noticed that if I didn't work out and just like make myself sweat then I would sweat more. So if I just sweat, like y- your body gets that over with kind of, at least in a part, I think. Mm. It's your, your skin is your largest detox organ mm. in your body. And we're, yeah, you you are meant to pass impurities through there. And so if we're 
sedentary and then we're putting antiperspirant and trying to block this up and maybe we're even doing things like laser hair removal and things that permanently alter your pores and the ability to function um i've heard a lot of mixed things about this from um you know girls who are trained to do those treatments and um uh yeah i mean it's you're you're not allowing it to do its job essentially so you're right if you if you regularly if you don't block that up and you regularly get a little bit of a sweat on um i mean i don't i don't know i'm just surmising that yeah you'd be a little less blocked up in that regard it's something i just noticed about myself i'm not saying it's a fact of everybody's lives but me and jay noon uh host on thursday we we're talking about we want to get saunas because that's a, just fun ding 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 got one bing, bing, oh, bing. Nice. i think new year's resolution you should stop using deodorant oh my goodness but i'll show you the deodorant <laughs> i use it's not a bad one it has we'll still like you it has coconut oil and stuff in it. It's not. Yeah, like, yeah. No, there's so many healthy deodorants out there now. Oh, I have it so in the studio. Many. I'll show it yeah. to you guys on the yeah. break. But this yeah. guy does go into the actual causes of holiday heart syndrome in, in his, you know, Dr. Nick's opinion. Dr. Nick! So let's see if it's more than just alcohol. Because I felt yeah. like that was kind of a cop-out. It's like, people drink well, a lot of alcohol a lot of the time. Well, don't... The, well, I mean, could the holiday be like the 4th of July? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know? Yeah. Most oh, well, health Memorial issues Day. are a combination. Are, are a combination problem. It's like, you know, there's like... There's a plateau. I always think of it like somebody who has seizures. And it's like, well, lights could be a trigger. Sound could be a trigger. Not eating enough could be a trigger. But maybe it only takes three triggers for the seizure to happen. Like there's there's a plateau for most health issues. Mm. And so it Depends could on just what your be like the is. perfect combination of yeah. like the stress, the emotional stress, the, um, the and, and then the, the eating and the boozing and the, you yeah. know, everything mm. that goes on around the holidays. And people break their patterns, right? You mm. travel, you go places you don't normally go. Um, don't sleep. They're like your, mm. yeah, yeah, your sleep well, pattern. I mean, it's a massive, massive disruption. That's mm. a good point because apparently um, daylight savings will hurt people and make people have heart attacks and stuff like that. Maybe it's the second most dangerous time for arrhythmia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just I have no idea. I, I think that the government doesn't really want you to know about that because yeah. the government has daylight savings for no reason. Right. Um, it says holiday heart syndrome in the technical sense is caused by ex- or sorry, excess alcohol consumption. According to Dr. Ruthman, with too much alcohol consumption in the onset of holiday heart syndrome, this can lead to a fast, uncontrolled racing heart that, if left unchecked over too long a period, could result in a weekend heart pump, he warns. Yeah, what does that mean? A week? Oh, sorry, weekend. Well, a week- not I was a like, weekend. Like, I was like, a weekend heart. Getting attached to a pump, well, like uh, a lo- iron lung. years, I've never heard of this before. <laughs> Use the weekend pump. Yeah, weekend pump. He warns atrial fibrillation. Also, atrial fibrillation. Atrial. It's the atrium of your heart. Okay. Atrial fibrillation also increases one's risk of developing a clot in the heart that can move to the brain, resulting in a stroke. So it's important to be evaluated if there's concern for holiday heart syndrome. Get your booster. So this is all about AFib, which is... (laughs) Not ravaging 90% of the, Hmm. anyway. Is that something that people have to be born with? No, no, you can end up in AFib. Hmm. uh, And I think it's, I I look at, I look at medical issues so differently now than I used to. Mm -hmm. um, 
because of course I went through school and I was programmed a certain way. Right. Yeah. And then I lived my own experience um, and connected with a lot of other people living similar experiences. And I just see things really differently now. But um, um, I, th- I think that what goes wrong in somebody's body and and just life, like holistically, like your body, mind, spirit. Like if you have a um, broken heart a lot. I think it's no, I, I think a lot of similar things go wrong and it just manifests differently in different bodies. And hmm. so, again, d- breaking your routine, unhealthy routines, not not taking care. You know, you have to take care of your body. It's you know, it's I remember in my 20s, like eating Taco Bell every other day and just like getting away with it and mm-hmm. not realizing what I was doing to my body. Um you know, we, you have to take care of yourself. You just do. It's, you know, or your body's not going to work. But anyway, um, I think that it's really common behavior for humans all over the place to, um, you know, not be so attentive to some of these things and maybe wind up in situations of more stress or more, you know, uh, and that all comes together differently in a different body. And then there's a lot of a chemical exposure as well. And so it's like, well, maybe, you know, this, this, this plus that exposure ends up looking like this, you know, diagnosis in one person versus this diagnosis it's the, in another person. It's kind of the intangible, right? You can't mm-hmm. diagnose, well, you're stressed because you have to drive to work every day or... You're, you're using perfume that's probably causing problems. And the doctors don't even think about that. They, most doctors don't even ask you things like that. Well, what do you think? Is it ABV, anything but VAC? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Off-grid Angie. Snacky Angie. Snacky Angie tonight. (laughs) And Steve Classic. And I would like to thank Adam, who's a silver level amplifier with us with our AMPS program. That's amps.freetalklive.com is where you can go to sign up amps.freetalklive.com that means that adam is giving at least five dollars a month to help advertise market promote and support the show and we thank you so much for that adam and if you'd like to learn more about that figure out what perks and benefits you can get for signing up as well as help us out here at free talk live you can go to amps.freetalklive.com that's amps.freetalklive.com and I'm going to go straight to you, your phone calls and thoughts. We have Matthew waiting on the line. Matthew, what's on your mind? Yeah, I'm calling in uh, about illegal fireworks uh, because uh, so I used to live uh, in San Antonio where on New Year's Eve they have a fireworks extravaganza because fireworks are legal in, in Texas. And then I moved to Hawaii where fireworks are illegal and there were even more fireworks than there were than there were 
uh, in Texas on an mm. island. So you'd think they'd be able to control that. So I don't. Why do you think that people ban fireworks? Uh, because it clearly doesn't work. Because every time I moved somewhere new where fireworks are illegal on New Year's Eve and uh, Independence Day and all these other holidays, that people are lighting them off and no one seems to care about it. Well, it, I think it's the same reason people keep banning everything and it doesn't work. The war on drugs has been going on since Reagan, at least, or a little before him, and hasn't been winning. Drugs have been winning the war on drugs, and yet we still have things banned in in every state, you know? Uh, on every Facebook group in town, there's always someone like, I heard fireworks coming from blah, blah, blah street. Wow. I, think, I think people just set off fireworks and just check the Facebook chat. Well, like, oh, yeah, they're, they're talking about the fireworks. Those are our fireworks. <laughs> I don't know. I also think well, it's that- ju- it's just a response to so you've you know because we, we live in a we live in a time or we have for quite a while now where like highly uh, what's the word litigious litigious is that the word litigious. I'm looking for uh, so you know it's like somebody lost a finger some in some town somewhere once upon a time. And it upset a lot of people, and so it's like, okay, now we got to regulate that. Now yep. we got to regulate, and then it's just like, it's. I mean, I don't know. Could you ever actually enforce all of the regulations that we've created in the last, you know, eighty yeah, years? Imagine Definitely in, not. Years. Imagine instead so. of fireworks, it was taxes. No one paid their taxes. <laughs> it's illegal well, to pay them. Well, come on. Well, but they're they're all too busy enforcing fireworks to. <laughs> To run down your tax money, wouldn't that be great? So, how, hmm. so how are the fireworks in San Antonio? Not as good as Hawaii, huh? Oh, so they're, they're not as they're not as good. Um, but uh, the, the other thing I noticed that in Hawaii they actually clean up the fireworks. In San Antonio, they do not. Like you drive yeah. around the streets on January first, and it, it it looks like a war zone. Um, but I guess in, I just thought Hawaii, that was normal. Yeah, I, no, I'm they, from San Antonio, too, and I, I guess I just thought that was normal. But also, I did notice that when I moved from San Antonio to Salt Lake City, I was like, whoa, Salt Lake City is clean for a city. Yeah, Like, no, San Antonio isn't like San Francisco poop on the ground bad. It's just not pristine clean. Like, when I grew up in suburbs of San Antonio, the next day after 4th of July, there'd be firework stuff everywhere. But I kind of like that smell. So, so in Hawaii, like, are you talking about the town or the city putting on the fireworks display or just like people in their backyards? Oh, people in their backyards. Like it's all over. Like if you go, uh, if you go down to the beach, you'll just see like, it's all over mm-hmm. the hills or I guess they, they, they're technically mountains. So how, um, how are they getting out of the island? That That's a great question. That's, that's um, <laughs> it, they just, it, it, you would think that it would be easy because it's in the middle of the ocean. Like you'd be able to tell who's bringing what in. Right. Um, but, uh, it, it was, it was more, it was a greater quantity, um, for, in the population, I, I, this is at least on, uh, Oahu, uh, the smaller population than San Antonio. And yet they have more illegal fireworks despite, and when you're in Texas leading up to holidays, there's fireworks stands on the side of the road where you can just buy as much as you want. And awesome. no, one, no one will even bat an eye. <laughs> But in Hawaii, they have weather weapons that light everything on fire. It's incredible. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. <laughs> well, well yeah. I, you know, it's like uh, in New Hampshire, the fireworks are legal. They're, they're everywhere. Every, there's huge mega stores of fireworks. And, and every I know that, you know, traveling through New England, there's just big billboards. You know, this phantom fireworks, New Hampshire, you know, state line fireworks. New Is it Hampshire. the only one? Yeah, yeah, the only state that allows it? Yeah. And there's always like Massachusetts cars and Connecticut mm-hmm. cars and Vermont cars. And the thing, I think... Massachusetts got uh, their their hand slapped because they were 
they were patrolling outside of one of the uh, fireworks stores and following cars back through Massachusetts when they left. And I, and I think they got they got slapped like, hey, you're, you you can't uh, you can't enforce what we're buying over there through Massachusetts. I don't yeah. know what this, the story was, but yeah, fireworks are great. <laughs> I I store fireworks with gasoline and 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 uh, lithium batteries and what's the other stuff I have in there? Mm. Little small fire rim fire oh, stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah. Matches, <laughs> yeah, matches. He stores all of his flammables in a single location. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, no, I actually do. Well, either way, I thank you so much for the call, by the way, Matthew. But I wonder if that many people like die from fireworks. What's what's the point that they're making by making them illegal on holidays? Is it fire wildfires? I also I think people's dogs go crazy, and everyone's like, Mine "Oh, does. don't don't let the don't light the fireworks off because right. of my dog." And right. I would never mm-hmm. ask somebody to not do something on their property because it bothers my dog. It does bother my dog. And this morning, one went off, and he was like a little like it was far away, and he was like what the heck was that and i was like oh no it begins but it's not okay like maybe i don't have the worst dog for it because he doesn't like lose his mind but i just have to hold him for the night and it's like let me guess you take responsibility for your dog yeah i just like i even feel the same way about like when there's noise outside and you're trying to sleep if you sleep at a normal time or you sleep at an irregular time i just think it's your responsibility to put on a fan noise or something because i used to have a roommate and she would ha- she would, like worked all day, so she would have people over at night, and it would like irritate me. I'd be like, "Wow, I have to go to sleep for work in the morning." But I was like, "Well, I I, fi- I used to put on a fan noise to keep bird noises out of my ears when I was trying to sleep. So let me just try the fan noise, and I could sleep through anything she did. So it like never caused any problems. I didn't have to go be like, "You can't hang out with your friends in our house at night." Like they were trying to be not super loud too. But I don't know. I just think it's your responsibility. That if somebody in your house doesn't like the noise, if a dog doesn't like the noise, you can't control what people are doing outside in their yards. But as far as like starting of of a fire, well, that's mm-hmm. what people have fire stations for, right? Or fire departments for, right? Well, if you're if you're doing a bonfire, you have how to many have fires have actually yeah. gotten started from? Yeah, right. Yeah, from a bonfire, yeah. it's like I, is there a holiday fire wildfire syndrome? Well, in California, I would imagine. Hmm. Not here in New Hampshire. Yeah, I mean, listen, it it is really different out west. Hmm. Like you, yes, so much more dry. You can, yeah, yeah. Cigarette I mean, uh, the, the entire town of Santa Barbara burned down uh, multiple times while I lived there. But uh, one of the last big ones was because a couple of college kids that were having a bonfire didn't uh, put. You know, put it out correctly. Put the ashes oh. all the way or the coals, whatever. Do you all, like go to prison at that point? And and they were college kids, so maybe they were like East Coasters that just did not appreciate that. Like you can't do that out here. Or you right. just burned an entire mountain and half of a town down. You know? Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. That's that's legit. But but that's you know that's just that climate. That's not everywhere. Well, get, yeah. getting back to the fireworks in in Hawaii, if they're illegal, more people want to do it. I think if it's banned, like, oh, you're not supposed to do that, people want to do it. Yeah. If it's legal, it's like, meh. You know, it's like... "Eh, It's actually... I definitely believe that because, like, with cigarettes, less or fewer kids or young adults smoke cigarettes in the UK and drink beer in the UK and and Europe because it wasn't, oh, you cannot do that. Not even a sip or a drag until you're 21. Uh, it was more like, okay, you can do that at 16. I think that's true of things like that. But mm-hmm. I, when it comes to fireworks, I, th- I think 
they're just really pretty and they're cool. And um, you, the bigger ones, I think yeah. that there's a lot of teenage boys that like to blow stuff up. And <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, it's really uh, the temptation doesn't even need to be there of it being restricted. Right. I mean, I remember like using my first sparkler as a very, very small oh, child, yeah. and mm-hmm. I didn't know it was wow. illegal. I was just like shiny. Oh. I can write my uh, yeah. name, you know, like yeah, yeah. I I didn't think of those as illegal. That's kind of crazy. I don't but, think those oh, are Cal- yes, in the, California. Really? Well, everything's illegal <laughs> yeah. in California. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but again, you will set your mentality. town on fire. Oh, I'm writing <laughs> my <laughs> name, and yeah. Yeah. the yeah. forest is yeah. now in sparkling my name. Yeah. Call the fire department. I'm going to light the sparkler. Um, are these things legal? I got these little crackers. Are they legal in California? I, I, I have no <laughs> I'm idea. quite sure they are. So you just like pull on each side. And I don't a bunch clean of the mess up. Confetti's gonna, yeah, I'll take responsibility for the mess. It's going to be confetti everywhere. I have uh, a little the- um, vacuum captain game. You want to do it now? Go ahead. Oh, it's a big... It didn't oh, work. It was a dud. Okay, well, I think we have to light it on fire, maybe. You have to pull maybe. that thing. Yeah, oh, no. Tab, Wrap your finger around it. There you go. <gasps> See, it oh, is a dud. It's another dud. Right, now the I think side. you have to pull it's the other side. Gonna, All right, hit me go. right in the face. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a complete dud. And that's exactly how it said to do it. You pull on each side. Whoa, uh, okay. But inside it should be uh, confetti and a joke, apparently. Man, that sucks. Right, Hopefully, we'll grab another. Yeah, well, we can just right. do another one if you want. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're pulling it. It's uh, another dud. Oh my another goodness. Another dud. Hobby Lobby. I shouldn't point it directly at my face. <laughs> I'm like, what's in there? Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Well, that let's see what's in there. Is, there's, no, there's nothing in there. There's nothing in there. I will oh, wait, go. There's get, a little, oh, there's get, one of those little frogs. There's a little plastic frog in there. But that was it That's because it was supposed to be confetti in a, in a, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's not supposed to pop. I would bring these back. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a compass. Nice. That's kind of cool. That's cool. So there's no joke in it. There's it said a, everything oh, wait, has a joke. Wait, here's here's something. Maybe it said or. Okay, sorry, yeah. listeners. You guys don't know exactly what I'm talking about. I, got, I bought these little cardboard Poppers. 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 And you pull on each side, and I thought confetti was supposed to come out, and a joke, and some kind of a little trinket, like a frog came out of one. Oh, there's another plastic frog in this one. That jumps. I knew they'd be something Uh. really silly like that, but I thought it'd be fun for New Year's. (laughs) 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call for whatever's on your mind. I think we talked about all we had to say about this Hanukkah heart attack or Christmas coronary. I just realized they're calling it that too. The holiday heart syndrome that people are wondering if it's just ABV, anything but the vax. Because even if this was always a thing, even if data showed that people get the most heart palpitations during holidays, I had never seen headlines like this my entire life. Yeah. I'm sure that that actually is a thing and that people who have a history of AFib probably need to be a little bit more careful uh, Mm -hmm. with how they break their routine around this time of year. But yeah, I'm with you with I I think that we're being programmed. I think Mm -hmm. we're being desensitized and distracted like, hey, uh, no, no, no. Um, I know that you think you've never heard anything about uh, myocarditis uh, in teenagers, but really, let's mm. let's tell you what's been going on. It's oh, everybody's always gotten myocarditis as teenagers. Normal, yeah, right. that's what they say. Right. Yep, I think that that's most likely the case. But moving on, I have this story from the Wall Street Journal. Ian sent it to me for show prep. He reads the Wall Street Journal in jail. And it's pretty hilarious to me. It says that 80s hair you'd rather forget is back. (laughs) 
The and mullet? Were both of you of age to do your hair and stuff in the 80s? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're which, middle-aged. Which style... <laughs> Which style are you thinking that I'm that I'm? It's referring to. I, I would say the mullet. mullet. The oh, mullet. the mullet is uh, hands down. It's actually perms are I, apparently I, back. Oh. I was going to say, or on females, not only is it a perm, but it's the bangs. The it's bangs the and the wave. broccoli. It's the the, way, the well, broccoli oh, the hair. Broccoli. broccoli hair with the bangs. I've never heard it called that. That's no? really funny. Broccoli. I, I, I don't mine know was a wave. I mm. had I had a curl that went down, and mm-hmm. then another curl that went up. And I mean, it was like the perfect wave. Really? <laughs> well, it's actually on uh, teen boys, which I thought found the most interesting part about this. Well, the AI chat girlfriends are just like, oh, you you're gonna love this '80s. Cut. Go for it. Get a perm. Get a it's perm. so weird. Dude, you look great in a perm. I a dress. I haven't heard anything about this, but it says, thanks, Timothy Chalamet, which I'm going to go see uh. his movie tomorrow. He's the new Willy Wonka. I don't mm. know if you guys have seen the advertisements for it. Mm. He is the new Willy Wonka. I think it's supposed to be Wonka right oh. before he got hit it big with his chocolate factory. It's like his oh, backstory. The the young Wonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Young Wonka. That's funny. And people are complaining that he doesn't have that crazy look in his eyes like Gene Simmons. Gene oh, Wilder. Or Gene Wilder, I meant to say. <laughs> or the tongue like Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have that. People are complaining. <laughs> really? But um, no, people are complaining it doesn't seem like he's like crazy enough like Gene Simmons or, you know, needs therapy like Johnny Depp. Right. So, I don't know. People are complaining a lot about it. And I'm going to go see it tomorrow. But I didn't know his hair was a perm. I thought he just had wavy hair. It doesn't even really look like a perm to me. But apparently he's starting a trend that I didn't really think would ever happen. Like a teen boy perm trend. Or is his natural and now other boys are going and getting permed to try to look like him? That could be it. I mean, is this really what a, a perm would create? That just looks wavy to me. Like Yeah, it looks like he has curly well, hair. Just like... Yeah, because you can do different size rolls mm. in a perm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, you can do. Remember the body wave? That was the thing. I don't know. A friend, wave, a friend of mine, like the loose in the in the eighties, he had like a bowl haircut. He looked like Ringo, <laughs> Ringo, just a bowl like the Beatles. And one day he comes into school, and his hair is all curly, like a perm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was the strangest thing. That's like, hilarious. what did you do? Did his mom make him? Or... I, I I don't know. But Did you was... ask him? And you were like, I'm not even talking about it. No, we all just kind of said, Yeah, that's all right, you know. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't like. It wasn't like. Oh, that's that's really defiant. You know. Yeah. It's. Yeah. You know, you look like the chicks. I'm gonna do oh. that too. Right. Yeah. I didn't do that. That's how I f- I feel. I feel like it's a feminine thing. I gave that haircut that we're looking at right now to my college boyfriend. That exact cut. I, his hair looked identical to that picture. And his hair was already wavy like his that? His hair was, it was, he had really thick wavy hair, but it was just long and it was oh. getting to, it was kind of like, meh. And so, um, so the I convinced him to let me, I was just like, I'll cut it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, it, it looks, ex- it looked exactly like that picture. I uh, was cutting Ian's hair. Took four hours because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I'm not good at it. It'll grow I, back. And I and I I was so I was like I'm not gonna let him look bad. I will get it good, but it took me four hours. I I just think boy haircuts are way harder than girl haircuts because yes. I cut my own yeah. hair. I don't go to like a person to cut my yeah. hair because what's the point? I just want to trim it. But I don't know how the heck people cut boy hair. I just huh. started making Ian go to someone who uh, takes goldbacks actually in Keen. So that's Ooh. pretty cool. So I'm getting a little shaggy. I mean, they some people think I'm with the band. They're really good. 
the people <laughs> that take gold backs. Um, it's Keen Barber. But awesome. on West Street? Yeah. Oh, okay. Next to YOLO. Right. So I I just I thought this was a hilarious thing because I, I just I think that usually there's not news stories about men's grooming trends at all. Like, right, right. If there mm. is a story like that, it's going to be about like teen girls are all dyeing their hair blue or whatever. <laughs> so I want to know Hampshire. why this is so influential. I don't really get the idea around liking this guy. Like, I don't hate him or something, but he's dating like Kylie Jenner. It doesn't seem to match. She's uh, Kim Kardashian's youngest sister. Uh-huh. And she's kind of like an Instagram thought, if you know what that is, like. So now, so I, I get to thinking like, all right, so she's making him get a perm. Hmm. So she's probably getting a kickback from some company that does the <laughs> perm uh, chemicals for your hair making or some him. product that you your have AI to use. Your AI girlfriend can't do any of this. Right. Exactly. Uh, so she's back. saying like, you got to get this perm and then she hashtags or whatever. So I trending. see it more as a, mar- so. Influencers. So I'm a few things that are going through my mind. One is sort of the feminization of men, right? And some of the kind of uh, gender role reversal, you know, that type of Mm. stuff that we've been talking about. And then I'm going, I'm immediately thinking, oh my God, it's just another marketing opportunity. So basically it's like, like you just said, that would... That would typically be um, about a girl's haircut, like, oh, mm-hmm. top 10 haircuts for girls this summer or whatever. Yeah. So now it's like, wait a minute. You mean we can put this in the magazines and sell this right. to boys, too? Right. It's like, you it's know, like, which is expanded. It's like when the razor company's like, hey, women can shave their legs. We could sell twice as exactly. many razors. That's exactly. brilliant marketing. Oh, yeah. Opportunity. Yeah. We'll because at the end, it's always money. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. always money. Yeah. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Like this guy specifically is the face of the feminiz- the feminization of men, in my opinion. I see him and mm-hmm. I'm like, what could anyone be attracted to him for? <laughs> Except like a teenage girl, maybe. Now, is there a product? Now, this this came from the yeah. Wall Street Journal, right? Yes. Journal. Yes. Uh, now, is there, because those are the people who, uh, you know, stocks and, you know, all the, you know, business stuff. So are is there a product mentioned in that story? I'd be interested. Oh, there like, is right here. It oh. says... Um, it says 13-year-old Lucas Winters sat in a hairstylist chair with half-inch diameter plastic rods placed strategically across his head, a bag clipped over the top. The eighth grader at J.R. Garrett's Middle School in Kimberly, Wisconsin, was getting a perm, his second since the beginning of the school year. Ooh. I want it more lifted, he explained, while patiently waiting 20 minutes for the Quantum Extra Body Solution oh. to sink in. So brought to you by Carl's Jr. (laughs) (laughs) I get paid to say that. Wow. So that's that's interesting. It does look like we have a caller, though. And and we have a few more minutes in in the show. Unscreened caller. What's on your mind? Yeah. So um, I just uh, wanted to talk about uh, the uh, horrible warmonger, uh, Nikki Haley. president uh do we have to talk about her i mean you want to throw the emergency <laughs> brakes on a good time i know i might have to uh you know mute the phone uh, in order to vomit but uh but seriously uh i found it very hilarious that uh i guess she was uh i don't know if it was a press conference or a debate or something that uh, she was uh sort of uh set up by a, a democratic uh, implant or plant uh, that asked her, 
you know, put her on the spot and asked her what the causes of uh, the Civil War was. Yeah, it was right here in New Hampshire. Oh, it was. Oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So apparently she's getting excoriated by the uh, mainstream media for her answer that did not uh, mention slavery. Right. I, I, kind of and, equ- I kind of equate that thing to the John Kerry. When John Kerry was running for president, he went to Philadelphia and he asked for a Philly cheesesteak with Swiss cheese on it. Is that like, wrong? Yeah. You, I mean, it's like one of those things like, boom, that just destroys the entire thing. 603-283-6160. More coming up. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Thank you for the call, caller. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Before I met anyone on Free Talk Live, I just thought it sounded like Ian, so I thought it was Ian. And I was like, what is yeah. this song? Did they make it? And then Ian went, yeah. I, I don't know why I thought I really was 100% sure that sounded like him. But it's so Man. funny. Yeah, Every we time we hear it, we didn't hear the Meow Meow uh, song tonight. Oh, yeah. The intro music start with that was meow, 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 meow. Yeah. All oh, right. <laughs> I don't know which is which. One is it's in rotation. Rebel Inc. and one yeah. is something else. And yeah, I know. I always think that one sounds like it's saying meow also, but we're probably having our crisis because uh, I think that I might have done something. Captain figured it out, but we didn't have audio going out on the video streams. So I was probably like just ripping my headphones off in the break trying to get Ian to call me, but he didn't because I can text him actually in jail right now, which is so much better than last time he was in jail. But I wanted to tell you about ForkFest. Well, maybe I should tell you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, about my husband being in jail, I think I said boyfriend, or maybe, I don't know if I'm (laughs) crazy, but sometimes I do that on Free Talk Live, not ever in real life, but on Free Talk Live. (laughs) But Ian is the founder of this show, and he went to jail for selling cryptocurrency, and if you'd like to learn more, you can go to thecrypto6.com. But I want to tell you first about ForkFest 2024. Join liberty-minded voluntarists Anarchists and Libertarians from June 13th through the 16th for the 8th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has sold out in recent years. Fork Fest happens the weekend before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Fork Fest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 16th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest forum. You can find links to those at forkfest.party. We hope to see you there June 13th through the 16th. Forkfest.party. And, you know, I don't think I said who we were. Oh, so, what? With- 
With you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Off Kurt Angie. And Steve Classic. And you can call 603-283-6160 if you have anything you want to bring up. Until then, we hadn't gotten into this story about boys getting perms. And I just think there's a lot to say about it. It might not seem like it, but I think this Timothy Chalamet character is a the face right now of feminizing men because I don't I don't get it. I could never be attracted to him. Like he doesn't look like a woman to me. But just because of his hair? One step away. No, no, no. Oh. It's like everything about him. Okay. <laughs> On the break, I'll have to show you. So when the Willy Wonka movie was still being filmed and it hadn't come out in theaters yet, there was a tweet that went kind of viral where somebody used a photoshopped picture of him, his head, but in like this red latex one piece <laughs> outfit that looked very feminine and it was like it looked like there was like someone standing in front and they got a sneak peek and they're like omg leaked <laughs> pictures from the making of the new wonka movie and i believed it because he's just that girly <laughs> i was like oh my gosh ian you need to see this weird picture what is going Why on are you wearing that <laughs> and i send it to ian through the jail email so some guard had to look at it before i realized it was photoshopped what he think about it yeah ai <laughs> I, I think I told him it was fake by then, but it just is so it's the thing about it is when satire is believable that it's not the satire person's fault. It's the person who is being that believably, you know, e- easy to make fun of. Right. And it's so funny to me that that happened. But this story here from the Wall Street Journal says that 80s hair you'd rather forget is back. Thanks, Timothy Chalamet. Moms who live through perms have teen boys begging for the curly do's. And that's just weird. The thing about it, I'm sorry. Like, I know that there's been times when boys were straightening their hair to be goth or something. I was never attracted to them either. So, hmm. uh, like, I was never one of those girls who was like, I'm a scene girl. that, And, and I want a boy with like, dyes his hair black and has bangs across his face. That's just An weird. eyeshadow. An eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never was. My mom was, but more of an 80s style guy with eyeliner thing. That That's so weird to me. Like, I can't imagine being attracted to a guy that, like, acts like and be, like, dresses like a girl. I think it's weird. But yep. um, I think the thing about it that is most weird is that boys are asking to go do this. Like, okay, if you're gay, it's, it's totally different. I don't have any, uh, I'd like, I don't even have any question about it. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Gay guys asking to go get their hair done. Whatever. But I don't think that's what this is. This boy is like dating Kylie Jenner. I think that they, the Hollywood people, they just put things out there and they're like, this is normal. And you're just supposed to act like it's normal that Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner are dating and it's not. Like, and well, and are they really or is it just a PR? Yeah, yeah. I think PR Mm. things are done with intentions to program people a certain way. Of course. We're we're talking about it. Yeah. Right. We wouldn't be talking about this guy if there wasn't a story about him. So it's probably yeah, a press release. For his movie. Right. It's a press release for his movie and whatever the product is they're selling. Mm-hmm. Like Kylie yeah. Jenner, she has two kids. Imagine choosing this guy to like co-parent with you. That's just We're going to get the babies a perm. What? <laughs> <laughs> it says, um, on a recent Wednesday after school, 13-year-old Lucas Winters sat in a hairstylist chair with half-inch diameter plastic rods placed strategically across his head. A bag clipped over the top. 
I want it more lifted, he explained, while patiently waiting 20 minutes for the quantum extra body solution to sink in. That 80s hair fad that some people hope to never see again is making a comeback, thanks to Team Boy's angling for a tousled, just-out-of-bed look that looks perfectly imperfect all day. Why are boys thinking about this? It's weird. Well, okay, that's right where my mind was going. Was So I think what, what's happening, it sounds to me, for for decades, maybe centuries, right, they have been in the heads of women making us constantly think about appearance and like how you measure up and you know what's right what's right you know what I mean like there's a lot of like Mm self-scrutiny that goes on and it sounds like they are now trying to drive that in men Hmm. it's historically been a female thing well I just used the magic rectangle females have been target to it I I used the magic rectangle and and I looked up quantum I worked at Sally's product yeah yeah so, so the whole thing is a psyop to sell. Let me see that picture. It, it's like that uh, just seems like a random thing to sell. That is like the brand. If you were gonna go get a perm, you would buy that one at Sally's. Right, but they mentioned look how it, much that label looks like the Coca Cola label. <laughs> just oh yeah, as a you're right. <laughs> but they mention it specifically in the article. Not he's got some perm solution. No, but it's quantum hair product. Yeah. It could definitely you know, just be an ad. Too. Brought to you by Carl's. Brought Jr. to you by Kylie Jenner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Go see the new movie. You know, it's almost like Coca Cola. Brought to you by McDonald's. My friend's daughter wants to see it, so that's why I'm going to go see it. And I was like, it seems like one of those movies that's going to be cringy in a way that will be fun to make fun of. So does he have the hairstyle in the movie? It might be even curlier in the movie because oh. he's supposed to look like you know Gene Simmons. Which I just, Gene Wilder. Wilder. Oh yeah, Gene Wilder. I keep saying. Isn't <laughs> Gene, Gene Simmons? Simmons I think Kiss? he's got a little bun, doesn't he? Gene Simmons got. He I thought he had bun. long black hair. Isn't Gene Simmons from Kiss? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he has a bun. Honestly, I don't know. I, I just bun. think Gene Simmons' son is handsome, but I never really pay yeah. attention to him. He's way older than me, I guess, yeah. and older than even Ian. <laughs> <laughs> it says. So, so they're hawking quantum hair products. Yeah, that's probably what is happening. It says, his hair is now more expensive than mine, says Lucas's mother, a 13-year-old boy. It's just weird. Unless he's gay. Like, okay, I, I wouldn't even be talking about this if he's gay. I'd be like, oh, that's normal. Let's move on. But it's not, it, the article isn't telling it like that. His hair is now more expensive than mine, says Lucas's mother, Wendy Winters, a Home Depot store manager who normally pays $45 for her own haircuts at Hair by Ali Vandriel in Menashaw. Why would they even? That's a weird thing that they purposely put out there. Like on that is weird. That girl just got a shout out on the Wall Street Journal um, for. Hey, wait, where the does hair, she work? Hair, hair. No, where does where does the mom work? Oh, she works at Home Depot. Oh, Home Depot. I just said that. Look, I have a Home Depot ad on my phone right now. Oh, you got a Home Depot <laughs> ad when you looked up Quantum? No, no. Oh. I'm just saying, like the, all these, like they can just plants. say yeah. they can just say that she's a store manager, mm-hmm. but they yeah. have to say. At Home Depot, yeah. you know, and right. they go to a salon, this specific salon. It just yeah. sounds like it's all product placement. It, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like a, in Talladega Nights, <laughs> which is one of the greatest I didn't movie displays one. of product placement. Like it's just funny. Is yeah. it supposed to be kind of like it's um, comedy. like they live everything's an advertisement? Yeah, well, Talladega Nights is like uh, Will racing. Ferrell plays plays a NASCAR racer, mm-hmm. and, and they have and, stuff all over. Maybe. Yeah. Oh well, that's, it's that makes just, sense. But it's, it, I'm sure they make it funny. It's a joke, but it's like so in your face. But it, I'm sure that's reality. Right, brought to you by Carl's Jr. Yeah. It does kind of feel like that right now. Like even that's this right. random 
Girl Who Does Hair at Hair by Ali Vandriel in Menishaw, Wisconsin. Just got a shout out. Like, that's so random. So weird. Says she paid for Lucas's first perm in August, but told her son to dig into his allowance money to help to cover the $115 this time around. Whoa. So boys are spending $115 of their allowance on perm. I'm hair. telling you, it's wow. it's money. It's um, It's starting to get into the male mind the way they have into the female mind and it's also chemical exposure now to men Ugh. the way it has been to women yeah because that is this crazy is where chemical. my brain goes yeah. <laughs> it's like you're putting chemicals in your hair to twist it right? yeah that that's a really uh, strong chemical like that's one right. thing that like i normally say like whatever just do that yourself at home about almost everything but perming i wouldn't even attempt that at home like you'd need to be a professional and know about the chemicals mm-hmm. because right. Probably got atrazine in it too. (laughs) But well, that's the thing. The more I'll be curious over the next 20 to 30 years, uh, you know, the suspense will be killing me to see if um, some of the health issues that have historically been like this seems to affect women more than men. If we start seeing differences because of, you know, like if enough change, if they're pushing enough stuff towards men that historically would have only been pushed towards see, women. I can see the commercials now. Did you get a permanent in the year 2024? Oh, no. You could be right. in, entitled to Call extreme compensation for your hair loss right. oh, and my your goodness. sterility. You know, it's probably right. like a sterility product. Like, right. hey, we'll put it in the quantum hair thing and Whoa. boys will love it and we'll make them sterile. I all, just, again, all part of the depopulation agenda. It's, I think there great. has to be something wrong with you to look at Timothy Chalamet, be a 13-year-old boy, and be like, I idolize him. Unless you're gay. Okay, if you're yeah. gay, it's like, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of straight guys who think that. It's, yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, when I was 13, I wouldn't be bragging I'm going to the, to the Salon de Charlemagne. <laughs> I was going to Tony's barbershop or whatever, you know? Like, but <laughs> So, uh, again, like since I, since I spent a big the majority of my life on the West coast, you know, and in my teenage years, right. Growing up, I, and now that I'm out East and in specifically in the shower. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I will say that there, like, there's like, there are menly men out here. Like mm. there's, it's like men's men. And I just was never, that's they're that's few and far between and i'm not saying i'm not saying like they're not real men or whatever but mm-hmm. it's not they're not packaged um oh that was <laughs> he calls those angiisms sometimes i say things oh i thought it was a freudian <laughs> slip <laughs> yeah that's an angiism um but it, you know you're if you live in like you know san diego or la or suburban california as a man you're your life is so different and you're going to dress and look different. Like you're going to a gym, you have a gym membership and you're going to wear like your gym, your, your joggers that are like skinny joggers now. Cause that's what's in style. And you're going to have your haircut. That's like, okay for your corporate job. And you're going to have your, it's so different. Right, you, so, don't, you don't have a chainsaw. And like, like when I was wood. a teenage girl, I probably would have thought like, Oh, he's cute because uh, you know, I don't know, maybe his like feminine features would have like seemed more like, normal like safer like like he, he looks sweet he looks kind or you know what i mean but but i also didn't have i wasn't surrounded by what i'm surrounded by <laughs> like the red red and black flannel and beards and <laughs> i wasn't surrounded by the lumberjacks that i'm surrounded by pickup truck driving 
Like, I, I do see what you're saying. out here in the West Coast. <laughs> Jay Noon made a point once that really made me think, because when I was a middle schooler all the way up till a 17-year-old high schooler, I just thought it wasn't that I ever thought I was gay. I've never thought I was gay. But I was like, I think I just don't really like boys. Maybe one day I'll like boys. Like, all my friends, like, had boyfriends and stuff. And, like, boys would like me, and I just would be like, this is nauseating. I don't like them. I can't make myself like them. And I think I figured out one I don't like boys that are high schoolers. And two, I lived in not like the city of San Antonio, but the suburb right outside of it. A more metropolitan area. yeah. And I think Mm -hmm. that like all of my boyfriends were like bi at least Mm -hmm. or gay Mm -hmm. and like skateboarders who cared about how they dressed and like stuff that wasn't manly. Mm -hmm. And um, then I moved out to the middle of nowhere in Utah. And all of a sudden it was like, seriously, like it was like I got hit in the head and liked boys. And I don't know if it's just like less fluoride in the water, maybe. I don't the know. thing that is one thing that uh, Jane actually said, and he also said, "Well, you were away from the city, so your hormones started working." And I was like, "That seriously yeah. could have something to that do with could it. be a thing, and it could also just be that you were in an area where the community you were in had, you know, a set of values that just weren't in line with you." Yeah, right. With or what with what you were looking for, and you yeah. moved to an area. With a different set of, you know, because that's kind of how community works. Yep. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. So maybe that's, maybe these boys actually do have a normal straight boy prerogative. But this kid's in Wisconsin. That's, that's a good point, right? too. Too bad the captain wasn't here to comment. What's it like out there? In yeah. Is it all, all gay boys in Wisconsin? <laughs> captain, your opinion. It says... Confounded hairstylists are trying to better understand hair trends. I'm confounded. Oh, he says including broccoli and bird's nest hair. That's what you were oh, calling it. Oh, the broccoli with bangs. I don't understand what broccoli is. A bird's nest? There is a, a thing to click on there, but oh, it's a TikTok. Uh, oh. It's just like hair that's a, I, it's like so crazy. Like it's just poofy. Yeah. Like it's not quite a wave. It's definitely not a curl. It's just like messed up looking. Okay. Kind of like carrot top. No, I think his was yeah. actually curly. Just go to my high school yearbook. Well, I you think, can see it. I think this kind of started uh, because of like the beachy wave thing. And you know what I mean? Like guys started wearing, you know, as soon as guys started wearing their hair a little bit longer, like, mm. like, yeah, you'd have some little kind of like wave. I would just think that was natural in most guys. Like wouldn't most well, think guys it, just be like, oh, I have my hair long. Oh, and it's wavy. Okay, whatever. Right. But then the media takes an idea like that and plants it and in the wall street basically journal <laughs> tells all the other boys that like uh this is what girls want yeah. this is what yeah. you need to look like that's what i'm saying to me this is just like somebody up. went to a meeting and went oh my god we've been missing the boat we're only right. messing with women's heads right. yeah we can get kylie we jenner on we can get kylie on board we got a movie coming out with him we've got this uh sterilizing hair shampoo <laughs> that the boys will love and basically wipe out a generation in 20 years. And I, I've been talking about how I don't understand how a girl would be attracted to Timothy Chalamet, but it goes the same way with Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner is the most, she's the one that's famous for getting giant lips. She's the most like vapid. She's more vapid than Kim Kardashian, I think. I, I don't know which one is more vapid. She is like gross, like she looks like a brat stall. They even made a brat stall out of her. Oh, like fake looking, you mean? Fake like looking, yeah, like yeah, okay. a giant, What's a brat stall? Even 
Oh, it was from like the early 2000s. It, yeah. Sorry. It was um, more <laughs> recent than Barbie. Know. I won't get it. Well, I, I wasn't allowed to so play with like Bratz dolls. Plastic, they were like, they were like, surgery? they look like prostitutes. Oh. And um, yeah, she's like plastic oh, surgery. Oh, like the AI girl. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it's, the thing. It's like the hoe version of a Barbie doll. Oh. Like, yes, I exactly. Mean, really, honestly. And they, they made the heads, so they were not proportionate. Mm-hmm. So the head was disproportionately large and very round. And like the eyes were drawn on like disproportionately like and the lips. big oh. and lips and like, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, like the, that was the type, type of thing. My mom would be like, "Nope, you're getting a Barbie." And all my other friends had Bratz dolls, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But any- oh, Bratz doll! I thought I thought you said B-R-A-T-Z. Brat Bratz dolls. What? Yeah. Oh, sounds like, like a one disease. Word. <laughs> oh, I, I, have, I have Bratz dolls. Yeah, disease. he's like, oh, I have gosh. a Bratwurst. <laughs> but I just, I just think that she's on the other side of this. Like, would boys normally be like all boys be attracted to that instead of like normal girls without the media pushing it so right, hard? Right. Like, yeah. oh, this is what you want, yeah. and then girls are being obese just so that way they can have some like girls that aren't like developed. They'll just be like, I'll be fat because guys like curvy, like and it's not mm. even healthy. Like, I just have this theory that Kim Kardashian and Kylie Jenner have made girls um, be fat and be okay with it because, like, you're not going to look like Kylie Jenner without plastic surgery. But they're just like, oh, I want to have a big, huge butt. Well, I'll just be a little bit fat guys like that. And it's just like, it's it's like all of these things at once. It's making people unhealthy. It's not normal, I think. They've got, they've got people running around looking for, looking to create a physical identity instead of just their own actual identity through their thoughts and their and it pro- probably and depends their, on you know. like what corporation is giving them the money like yeah. the perms like oh now right. we're in, now we're into like skinny right. people well then you, we we suggest slim fast or mm, whatever right. product point, they're right. gonna hawk they're just using these people as quote-unquote influencers yeah that's true because even this year right but just, the person on the other end but, but if they're, they're not aware of that, that person right. on the other end they're is disposable. trying to put themselves, they're trying to put themselves into a physical group, right? right? I know what you're saying. You're saying like, I'll just be overweight because at least that's a thing. Right. Yeah. And I can get, I can have a page. I can post about my, mm-hmm. my hardships as a heavy person. Oh my God. Right. The whole oh thing about the Southwest I get the, Airlines. I get two seats you know, the Southwest Airlines. Oh my God. I but, get two seats. But that's, that's brainwashing everyone into like looking for a physical identity instead of just your your actual self that's the kind of amazing identity and your actual identity your actual identity is true freedom if you're constantly chasing the latest fad and whatever like you're not true to yourself that's less freedom yeah um i think it's amazing that you say that today because i was listening to eckhart tolle today i've just always heard of him like eckhart tolle he's um the guy who's all about the now, this present moment, mm-hmm. this I magic out moment. The and I saw a rock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> listen to his book. It's like, oh, if you listen, like, listen to his audio book. Uh, oh. And then there was a bird that was singing. <laughs> and I never heard a bird singing like that bird. That's what he sounds like. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you've listened okay, to the well, audio. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was going to say that he was saying in this. I just looked, went to his YouTube. I was like, oh, everybody talks about this guy. I'll see if he's good. I, I usually listen to something kind of like that while I um like just have other things I do in the morning to wake up, like drink coffee. Mm-hmm. And um, he was now? saying, no, it wasn't a, a book. This was just oh. a YouTube video. And he was saying, well, people are too, when people are in survival mode, they're not even thinking about anything. But then the next step is just being all about materialism and 
people identify so much with their physical body and not their even their thoughts in mind and definitely not their spiritual r- reality of what you are which is god in my opinion in right. his opinion right and um he was saying that that is what causes all kinds of strife in the world because oh you're just your body well what about what happens when you think about the fact that you're going to die one day right and all the stuff enter the fear mm-hmm. yep yeah and that yeah. that was really that made a lot of sense to me because when i was like 20 years old i was just like whoa i'm gonna die one day and i didn't did not like that like i i didn't have never been one of those people who was like i have anxiety ever but there was a time i pulled over on the side of the road because i just like the thought popped in my head like i'm gonna die one day and i was like i don't know what to do with this like i couldn't even think i just had to pull over and not be driving right then Mm. and now i don't feel like that i the first thing i did was read a lot of books about near-death experiences because i was like i love it some people (laughs) have to have had an experience like and they all have very similar experiences so it makes me feel a lot more comfortable like, instead of being like oh you just hear some stories as growing up in, in the bible belt because i grew up in like kansas tennessee and texas my parents were or my dad was in the army mm-hmm. and my parents were christian so i would hear these stories like oh there was this man that was bad once and he died and he went to hell right and that doesn't it's the threat of death yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. To- be the when you look into the people who study near death it, it doesn't I'm seem to be that i'm a huge fan of christy salisbury's podcast let's talk near death hmm. um i so after i went through my health crisis we'll call i don't know what to near call death. it just my yeah i mean I, I truly death. i had like a foot in the grave i was extremely sick but i got breadcrumbed towards her podcast and it did the same thing for me it changed everything that's amazing yep i like how this article went from just per- boys getting perms to real existential things. That's free talk live for you. We'll be on tomorrow, not live, 7 to 10 Eastern. It's free talk live. You can see more, uh, listen to more at freetalklive.com. Peace. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com